And we are coming down in three, two, one. So did I. Uh, welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Scott Cake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... So did I, Mark. Gene Washable. Nope. Uh, Sebby. <laughs> the Master Chris Master. Saddam Souls. <laughs> and the Rat of a Red Baron. Nope, nope, nope. He liked to pound his meat. True. Big meaty men slapping meat. I like to pound my meat. It you makes it easier like to cook. jerk off while trying to start a fire? I think um, what you meant to say was if you ever started a fire while jerking off. Right. Souls That's kind of how it goes. It's not the other way around. Now, I know that you, like, no, I meant it, but you didn't mean it. Don't lie. Oh, I meant it. Kyle, if your body was any retail store, it would be a Yankee candle, because there's just so many smells going on. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I thought Mark would get a chuckle out of that. Uh, I'm sorry, I was reading something. Oh. Say it again? I said? No. <laughs> I said Kyle, if Kyle's body was a retail store, it'd be Yankee candle, because there's so many different smells going on. Very funny. Very funny. What's well Mark? struck. Thanks, what, man. What's Mark's? Um... Bob Discount Furniture. Dick Sporting Goods. Okay. Because it's athletic but comfortable. Okay. That was nicely said. Kendall. Um, Lunch Crafters. No, Famous like, Footwear. All those are great. <laughs> <laughs> like, limited two. <laughs> Just this like bald prepubescent body. <laughs> It's like the old navy department store. Like you get, <laughs> you feel like like uncomfortable like looking at them. Like you like you might get in trouble for it. That's fair. Right. Might as well. What am I? Um, your Stonewall Kitchen. Okay, I can dig it. Yeah, I was expecting a lot of uses. A lot of uses, but like also like would probably not ever use it again. Yeah. And yourself? Toys R Us it was really fun once. <laughs> pretty much out of commission now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quite fair. All right, guys. Let's we'll talk to you later. Yeah, this was fun. We're going on break now. Uh, starting lineup. Uh. Uh, I am drinking Hazy Beer Hug. Um, it's from Goose Island, located in Chicago, Illini. Um, it has a bear on it with sunglasses, so that's always fun. It's 6.8% alcohol, and uh, it was born in Chicago. I, I have a beer that I bought. We should have pitched that as a group beforehand That like you bought these beers and Kendall was mooching them off you So real quick, Mach was just covering up most of the can I just saw a very little bit And it looked just like a fucking LaCroix And I was about to start dying That'd be no, so funny <laughs> um, Dry February continues <laughs> I'm gonna be, I, I thought you guys were going to jump on that joke anyway When I said that I bought it oh, <laughs> so, it was just going to be implied Well I was going to, but then Kyle was yeah, called you a liar such right a out dick. of the gate yeah. Such yeah. a dick well, Kendall didn't buy them either. Set your own balls on no, fire. No, don't try to, like, rewrite the shit yeah. now that you fucking crashed it. Uh, I Dick. have a... <laughs> <laughs> I have a cranky IPA from Stony Creek Brewery here in Branford, Connecticut. You know what, though? I'm glad you went first, because Kendall would have bought something. Just right outside of Hartford. Yeah. Kyle, I have an analogy for you. The way you tried to save that joke, it's like you crashed a speedboat into some rocks and then tried to cast a sail to save it. <laughs> That's good. Massey? I, I am drinking the Champagne of beers. Another I think you, should, you shouldn't let Kendall have any of those. 
I think, honestly, I think the best thing you could do is dump them all into that little Clorox container. <laughs> one by one. I would prefer if you did not do that. <laughs> I could do that. Now, I have a Kendall, I'll do that, then you can drink it. What means, Maybe I'll what, do that. What means more to you? Kendall's happiness or Kendall's sadness? Ooh. That's a tough one. It's, you know, honestly, I think it's equal. Kendall made me really sad yesterday because he didn't show up for disc golf, so I'm going to pour them all in the <laughs> Yeah, we could have container. played dubs. Yes, I, I would have liked to have gone. Can we just leave it at that? <laughs> he went to Kinsman with Vito. <laughs> we had to stop for lunch on the way. <laughs> <laughs> they ate steak tartare of these meat and seafood. Uh, Kendall, what beer are you drinking that was paid for for somebody not named you? <clears throat> uh, from the folks at Stony Creek Brewery, I have a cranky. You're only allowed to have one, though. Oh. Everybody gets one. All right. Except for Mock. Mock gets as many as he wants. All right, deal. Can, can we pour the beer into the Febreze thing so you can like spray the Febreze and it <laughs> comes out? I am intrigued by that notion. <laughs> Your face would be so sticky. <laughs> uh, I am drinking Fear Movie Lions from Stone Brewing out of San Diego, California. The hazy double ipa. So I did like I was going to do a whole thing where I did like a different grouping of beers every month. Then February kind of got off track because we recorded on like a Sunday and then the Saturday show and then we did like an emergency show and it was like kind of, I kind of like had bounced all over. So I decided that just starting now through the end of the year, I'm going to try to cover all 50 states in beer. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just going to try to drink a beer, a different beer from every state. So I have some ground to make up because there's 52 weeks. I'm well past the, the two bye weeks. So I got two different beers from two different states. All right. All right. I'm going to try to have a nip from a different country every day, too. <laughs> every day. I like that. Yeah. Th- yesterday, I had Uzbekistan graves. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm having Polish graves. <laughs> <laughs> I just printed out a flag from every country and pasted it on the graves. <laughs> like, oh, you're Chinese today. <laughs> Chinese graves. It's just mm. rice wine. Anyone have a toast? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, you already toasted it. Just re- I just want you to remember this. You can't toast the game because it's already been toasted. So I'm going to go ahead and toast. Uh, I have a joke one and I have a serious one. I'll do the joke one first. Uh, first toast of excellence is... Is that your mascot? Uh, somebody did uh, mascot madness for all 32 NFL teams. That mascot looks like it would rape people. It does. What if your team doesn't have one? Then you're done for you. <laughs> Um, Yours is just BFG, the big friendly giant. <laughs> Mine is to the Detroit Lions for the first time in history, holding the 32nd overall pick in the NFL draft. So congratulations to them. They have two and 32. They do. Uh, and then my... Is that true, though? They've never held the 32nd pick before? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then my second one is to Cooper Cup for having possibly the, arguably the best wide receiver season we've ever seen out of anybody ever. I did that. No, you didn't. I know. <laughs> anybody else? I got a few. Uh, one's to Lebron James for being the all-time leading scorer in regular season and playoff combined. Another one is to Miles Garrett for uh, just having some pretty cool dunks in the yeah. celebrity game. Look like a grown man out there. Uh, really quick question. Do you know how far behind Lebron is in regular season? I think he's third. I think he's still behind Carl Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. lot. I mean, it's achievable. He'll do it in his career. Okay. Um, 
Another one is to DeMar DeRozan, a.k.a. the worst free agent uh, offseason signing of all time, (laughs) for uh, doing something. It doesn't doesn't seem like much because we always talk about how there's like crazy stats. This one? Yeah. There's like crazy stats that people come up with, but like, so DeMar DeRozan broke the NBA record for most consecutive games with 35 plus points scored on 50% shooting or better. But it's just like a cool thing because it's one of Wilt Chamberlain's records, so it's kind of baller when you do that. Um, and then I think I had one more, but I don't remember what it was. Nope, that's it. That's all I got. All right. My toast is to the XFL partnering God with the damn. NFL. <laughs> <laughs> where the XFL is agreeing to be the Petri dish for the NFL, testing new rules and whatnot. I think it'll be pretty cool. That's going to suck for me to be an XFL player. Why? Because every fucking season, the rules are different. Yeah. You come and be like, hey, remember all those things you learned for last year? Throw them out. We got robot refs this year. <laughs> all right, this year we're going to need you to try to rip the head off the quarterback. Yeah. We got new helmets. See if you can kill them. <laughs> Kyle? Um. So... How long until we have robot quarterbacks? Tomorrow. 20 years. Fuck it. To the Steelers hiring Brian Flores. Boo. Yeah. I got nothing. Mock took mine. Guy just talked himself out of a head coaching job. That's all I got. It was going to be to Ricardo Allen, but who cares? I, don't, don't, don't. We're not going to get it too deep. It's part of the show. It's part of the show. It's all part right. of the show. Part of the show. Kendall? Part of the show. Uh, just the... Uh, oh, Kendall. Uh, actually, can I say yours? Because you told me what it was. Okay. Kendall's was to the trains that we saw <laughs> playing disc golf because he didn't want to come with us. Dude, wasn't it so cool that they let us climb on top? Mm-hmm. You know, just the way you talk about it just bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> Mark went in the control booth. Yeah, then he burned him. Anyway. We we had a long talk with the train driver. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do love the old train driver. <laughs> I believe they're called captains. <laughs> <laughs> Shipman, I believe. <laughs> See, that was stupid because you said ship. Yeah, I know. I double down on the boat thing. Um, Boats are better. The celebrities at the NBA All Star Game were uh, very forward and like you know, like kind of putting Cleveland on on that and center stage. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, Dave Chappelle had some some nice things to say, so that well, was cool. Cool of him to do. Yeah, worst dunk contest of all time. Was it? Yeah. Also, I, I have it. a toast. Okay. Also, I have a toast to how drunk Michael Jordan was at the NBA 75 anniversary. <laughs> thing. Was he? Oh my! There's no way he wasn't, dude. He fucking aggressively challenged Magic Johnson to a one-on-one match. He also like just randomly like he tackled Luka Doncic to the floor, like, like he was like we're boys, and then like basically flipped off Lamelo. <laughs> like fuck you. Win me he some plays games for his team. Yeah, win, win me some games. I'm gonna go talk to Doncic. <laughs> I sign your checks. <laughs> um, Tell one, your daddy I'd whoop his ass. <laughs> one more toast of excellence. Um, what? Eric, Eric Weddle came out of retirement uh, to start in the playoffs for the Rams because they lost all of their safeties. Nah, that's not why. Um, he, came, he came out to win it right. Well, yeah. Um, learned the playbook in two weeks, was calling the defense by the third game, by the NFC Championship game, tore his uh, peck in two places on the fourth plate of the uh, Super Bowl, played through it, and won a ring. So, more stats in the playoffs. High school team. Well, anything good? 
I also, mean, he led, he led like the to, team in tackles two games. I'd like to make the argument that I could also play call as a linebacker for the Rams. I mean, I could call plays. No, 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 not call plays. Like, like be the play caller, like defensive play caller on the field. Like, playing the safety? game. safety? Well, he was a linebacker. Let's be real. He played linebacker for them. I could, it'd be easy. Okay. Go get him, boys. Donald, just do your thing. <laughs> Ramsey, do your thing. I'm just going to kind of stand here. And go. Ready, break. Touch him. I touch him. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Weddle, I would imagine, was like the Michael Scott of that defense. I watched the basketball episode. It's very funny. Oh, so funny. Andrew Whitworth to winning Walter Payton Man of the Year, too. Oh, to Dominique Wilkin for taking himself first. So funny. What? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so they did like a, a thing where like Dominique Wilkins was part of it, but then it was like media people. And where Jerry they, West. They, and Jerry West was part of it where they drafted teams out of the 75 best players in NBA history that they named that NBA 75. And so Dominique Wilkins got the first pick and he picked himself first. That's hysterical. Like ahead of like the 30 people that are better than him. He, he was like, just make sure he gets off the board. <laughs> they all had to get all taken off the board right <laughs> it was like one of those things where it's like I don't want to risk me not getting me <laughs> and Charles Barkley was like everybody gets picked man <laughs> so very funny Charles Barkley is so funny I love that man and he all got right. shit on for a couple crack of picks crack it's, it's twist top man right. you do not need a bottle opener for Miller Highly yeah. didn't know Kendall gave me a shaken beer <laughs> no, that's, just what, too. that's just what happens when they're two years old <laughs> That's all the that's all the PA foaming out of the IPA. Yeah. So you're telling me that that's just I. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna pass. It's just Imperial. That's a that is a Russian beer. Getting ready to invade the Ukraine. Yeah. That's one of our topics. Is it? No. Yeah, I was very confused for a moment. All right, Mass. Yo, it's, it's eight thirty exactly. You have okay. your fifteen minutes. You guys want to talk about the Super Bowl or no? I would like to. All right, really go ahead, Mock. I told him he could have oh, 15 I, minutes. I thought you had something to say. Oh, no. <laughs> I just figured we talked about the game having happened. I have one thing I'd like to say that doesn't go for or against either team. Go ahead. I think the Super Bowl was the nice cherry on the top for the entire playoffs that the NFL really needs to figure out how to train their officials. Yeah. And get more on the same page. Yeah. I get the whole thing like where you have refs that don't call, like crews that don't call holding as much yeah. in crews that do. It's the same thing in the NBA. There's there's NBA crews that let them play, and there's other NBA crews that just, if you look at the fucking ball handler, you're going to get a foul. Like, it happens. I get that. But the, the the officiating around the board for the entire postseason was a joke. Yeah. It, it was, was terrible. It was really bad. I mean, the, the Super Bowl was better, but the, uh, but the egregiousness uh, at the end to, like, start being ticky-tacky, we yeah. talked about it yesterday, when they let face masks and clear holding in the end zones go, to, the, to then just start being picky... They really got to reevaluate how they're doing things. Yeah. For me, once the um, excuse me, once the face mask against Ramsey happened, and it wasn't calm, they should just be like, "All right, everyone, throw your flags away. Yep, like, we're not using play. these today." <laughs> it's it's, you know, it, it was unfortunate in the end how it just like got really annoying. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still I still think the Rams win the game regardless. Um, but. It, it was just annoying. You know, you, you went three quarters with, what, I think there was like one flag thrown. Yeah. It's tough. I feel like if they if they let the teams play, right, and never threw the flags, I do think the Rams still win. I think the outcome could be different 
if they were ticky tacky the whole game. Okay. Because instead of instead of Cincinnati having to settle for a field goal early, they would have gotten three more tries on the goal line. Right. Mm-hmm. To go for it. And, and I mean, seven points would have made a big deal. Yeah. They, they score those seven points, they're leading by a point going into halftime. Yeah. Granted, yeah. I know that changes the scale of the whole game from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back. But like the. I still st- I stand by Zach Taylor lost on that Super Bowl. Yeah, I would agree with that. His passiveness in the first at the end of the first half was just atrocious. His passiveness and then his decision to run with Samaj P. Ryan. But see, the thing is, I didn't even I didn't mind that. My thing was is that he was he was content going into the the half down by three. Like we were winning if we're down by three. He had two minutes on his own ten with three timeouts and didn't run any sort of play that was going to give him chain movement. Yep. Then gave the ball back to the Rams and luckily the Rams couldn't do anything with the ball. Yep. To score at the end. And then just they refused the offensive coordinator staff just refused to make adjustments once the Rams figured out how to get to Burrow. Yeah. They just refused to do it. Started rushing five it, it, and that ten was minutes, the end of the game. Ten minutes to go in the third period and the Rams all of a sudden started figuring out how to get to Burrow and they were just like, we'll figure it out. You know Burrow's got this. It, it was funny because for the first, we'll call it even just like the first two thirds of that game. I thought the Bengals were doing a good job, like containing Donald. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it it was funny because they were con- not, not even Donald. The whole defensive the, pass. Right. Yeah, nobody but was touching him. It was funny because then the announcer, like I remember, I I said it to Mercer, but like the announcer said it when there was a play where Donald pushed Burrow out. Yep. And then the which um, was clean. Yeah, but then the offensive lineman came over and kind of you know they kind of had their little scuffle, and I was like, well. Now he's awake. Yep. Like now he's pissed. He, and then uh, I forget who, whatever announcer said it. They're like, "Well, they just riled him up." So here we. And then he was just everywhere. Like after that play, they couldn't stop him. It, and it was I was like, "Well, I mean, Burrow better better run fast because he's coming." <laughs> yeah. Then he fucked up his knee. I tell Both you what, quarterbacks got hurt on back to back drives. I I thought Burrow was going out. I did Stafford too. when he got. I was like, all right, he's limp, but you know, we we know what Stafford is. He he's not coming out. Yeah, unless when, his leg is literally missing, and even maybe then, when Burrow went to, and then they showed the reap, and I was like, man. Well, he I th- told the uh, trainer, "It's like just get away, yeah, but, fuck off." But that's what I mean, <laughs> and, and that's something I think that you know, um, like speaks speaks a lot to, but you know, he shredded yeah. his knee last year. But so when he went, I was like, you know, now now this game went from you know one of the better Super Bowls I think we've seen in the last few years to if Burrow goes down, you're like, well, this is like yeah. I probably would have turned it off, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm happy that he was okay. I mean, I, I hated seeing Odell go down. I hated it. Yeah, that was pretty fucking. Wild. Well, um, if Odell didn't go down. I, I don't. I don't think that game would have been close. No, it wouldn't have been. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He was averaging like 14 yards a catch. But I do got to say this. Yes, but he had he, he only had what two at the time. <laughs> uh, he had four. Did he? One of them was for like sixty yards. That's right. Like <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, but you know, um, I I do. Th- I mean, to me, every pass he o- caught was over ten yards. Odell was on his way, like to being the MVP. He was having a great game, yep. and uh, it, it was too bad. Non-contact, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, he was running, you know, coming across, and just his foot stuck in the turf, and that was that. Um, I tell you, I don't know. I I, I couldn't imagine. I've never. What, did he tear his ACL? Yeah. I've n- I've never torn my ACL. Not yet. I will at one point, but I, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> and I, I just know it's going to happen. I worry I mean, about it every day. I, I know it's going to happen. I I mean, when I was in high school, I was running for because I did crew in high school. I was just running on the dock, and I just hit a slick patch, and just slipped a little bit, tore my meniscus. 
re reactivated my torn my my other tor- uh, a torn meniscus and my knee playing disc golf yesterday. <laughs> like like I'm, I just get injuries in the dumbest ways. I know I'm tearing my ACL, slipping down some steps or something, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because like. Maybe it's because of the catch that Odell had when he was a giant, you know, in the Monday night game. Yeah. I'm, like, surprised he didn't catch the ball, though, even though he tore his ACL. Because, like, he dropped it. <laughs> like, he wasn't yeah. hit to drop. Like, he just dropped it. And I mean, excruciating amount of pain. I'm not saying fuck him for dropping that. But, like, part of me is just surprised he didn't <laughs> catch it. Right. Well, out of character almost. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, like, you've seen guys, like, get, like, ridiculous. Like, I've seen running backs tear their ACLs, like, diving for first downs. Yep. And hold on to the ball and not fumble. Or, or like, defensive linemen, like, tear their hamstrings while making sacks. It just surprised me that he didn't catch it. You know what I mean? And that's why, like, like I was so, like, not even... When he went down, I didn't even realize he hurt his knee. Because I, I, I thought he was just going to the ground because he was pissing himself for dropping a pass. They showed him, and, and it's funny, like, <laughs> we're sitting there. Now, Mercer's, like, half asleep. And I, I want, you know, in real time, I saw him go down, and I was yelling at the team. She's like, what is happening? I thought you were going to say half in the bag. <laughs> no, I was like... I was screaming at that. I was like, God damn it. This fucking guy, <laughs> you know, is it like turned his shit around and then just blew his knee out again. Yep. Um, right. uh, any, any other Super Bowl stuff? <laughs> the funny thing when he went best down time show, not the best. I think it was the best of all time. I think if you are, you know, a big fan of that music or like those performers, I don't, then I, yeah, my opinion on it being the best halftime show of all time has nothing to do with the actual genre of music. I think it was the best performance of, of all time for a halftime show. Prince had a pretty good one though. No, I, I agree. I think I think Prince is I think Prince is in the top five. Uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson had a good one. Rolling Stones had a good one. I mean, even JT and and um, Janet Jackson. had a good one. Like aside they're, they're, from the tip, they're, they're made it better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do <are> you? <laughs> but like, I, I think we kind of talked. Kendall and I were kind of talking about it. The Secret thing, hangout. the thing about that. No, it was a phone call. Um. The thing about that halftime show, like with that genre of music that does make it so seamless, is it's so easy to transition from artist yes. to artist. If you do like the Rolling Stones or Prince or whatever, like you can't bring in a lot more artists because it's hard to transition. And like, when, especially when you do a band, it's it's even harder. Or or even like somebody like Prince, like because in hip hop, like the the industry is so tight knit where there, there's beefs, but like. Like it's it's well documented. Like Dr. Dre found Snoop Dogg, then found Eminem. You know they're boys with Kendrick Lamar. Fifty Cent was part of that project. You know Mary J. Blige is part of that project. So it's like like that close knitness. Whereas like like Rolling Stones isn't bringing in Guns and Roses to perform with Led Zeppelin. You know Prince isn't bringing in other artists because Prince is like you know he's a diva. Like it's just it's it's cool when you can bring in like. It's like going to a concert and like seeing surprise artists, and the music is so like it seamlessly transitions from artist to artist. Plus, it's it's cool because like they didn't really do it in this one, but like a lot of them feature with each other, so it's like you can even further transition. The only thing I was really surprised at by the halftime show is every single one of those artists sang one of their top three song grossing to- songs of all time, except for Snoop. Snoop didn't sing any original songs. He only did his featured Dr. Dre checks. Yeah. I thought for sure he would have worked in Drop It Like It's Hot or Gin and Juice into that. Yeah, that was weird, huh? To me, it, it was such a weird setup because, like, they just kind of set up like that. The weird, uh, to me, the stage looked real weird. It was like the you know, like the half houses, and they all just kind of stood there. I, I think it was, like, I think it was built to be like it was, it was, L.A. suburbs. Yeah. No, I, I, I get, yeah, but it, what no, I mean not is suburbs. Like, it was part. It was part of Long Beach. Was it LBC? Okay. But like, that's what it was supposed to be. It was part of LBC. Like nothing was really happening. 
I don't know. Like, I thought the performances were all good, but uh, but like nothing yeah. happened. Well, it's, it, even on a flat stage, they're always facing one side of the crowd yeah. for the most part. So I mean, it, it was just they they had to, a structure versus just a flat Man, stage. I do love the Bengals kicker. Yeah, he is so funny. <laughs> Didn't even oh, go. Was to he the in the halftime show? He was. He, <laughs> he he left the locker room to watch it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He literally was just chilling on the chair, just like this. Well, I don't think there's a lot of the adjustments that kicking yeah, needs to know about. Hey, <laughs> don't fucking kick the ball. Did you imagine that? Keep making them. All right, you're good. This comes out after it sucks. Like, well, if you're in the locker room. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, imagine if it was like Burrow or Stafford that they'd be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> yeah, but even then, what halftime adjustments do they need? Well, you, you think they'd be to, involved. Yeah, but keep throwing it to the open guy. I mean, really, halftime adjustments is what? Offensive line, defensive line, receivers, corners. Yeah. Safeties, it's kind of just keep tackling. <laughs> running backs, it's keep running. Yeah. I mean, Quarterbacks, keep throwing. Receivers, hey, this route's not working. <laughs> uh, before we move on, though, it's funny, Matthew, you mentioned P. Ryan. To me, it was evident through the whole play playoffs, he did not know the playbook. Yeah. Multiple times he had bad, you know, pass protection. He did score a touchdown versus the Chiefs, but, like, he was responsible for, like, multiple interceptions. So, he just sucked. I tell you, when, when Odell went down and they're like, oh, you know, wh- whatever the guy's name that replaced him, the, the long last name ben guy. Ben Skoranek. Yeah. The first play... Boink! <laughs> Stafford hits him in the chest. Ball pops up. Pick. I'm like, man, if the Rams now lose because Odell got hurt, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> now, Massey, we kind of talked about it, and th- this this was what sparked our big argument. Mm-hmm. But I, I would like I'd like some some closure on it. I'm just curious. Yes. Was there even if it was a point oh one percent? Was there any yes. doubt after the interception after Matt Stafford's after interception, interception after the T Higgins touchdown? So T. Higgins scores the big touchdown, and then Stafford immediately comes out and throws a pick. Was there any doubt in your mind, like, man, Cincinnati might cause some real problems for us? Like, this might be a problem. I'm going to retcon that answer and say no to that. Was there a doubt that we would lose the Super Bowl? Yes, because I thought we were going to start getting really shitty calls, not called or something like that, that were going to cost us. Uh, Yes, I did have a doubt, but I was trying to manifest positivity. Uh, although I do have a timestamp in my chat, uh, from when that pick was thrown, somebody messaged me on discord literally as it happened. And he said, dude, you doing all right? And it's like, that just sealed the win for us. Does it, uh, does it, does anybody else miss like pessimistic Massey at all? Cause I hate optimistic Massey. <laughs> I can't win with you guys. But, I can't. But, I like, hate both just, like, shitting all over your team is, is, is it's annoying to watch, but like, but like optimistic, like that's what makes people hate fam- fam- Like that's what makes people hate teams. Like you're like like optimistic Massey is like what every is everything Mock hates about the Patriots organization. You, you know what I think? It, you know what I think it really is. You know we we've been doing the show now. We're we're entering our sixth year, and I've been doing right? it for what three, four, maybe oh. four. We'll call it four. So we'll say four. In those four years, you know Massey's been assigned a basketball team that went on to win a fucking championship. Yep. Which I doesn't matter if you claim it or not. It doesn't matter. He was assigned matter. a hockey team that no, went no. on. The hockey team was his. Okay, went on to St. win Louis. a fucking championship. St. Louis. Yep. Um, Cardinals are always in the mix. Cardinals in the, and the Rams and, have gone to two Super Bowls. Yep, and, and Cardinals one have won a Super Bowl or a World Series since he's been part of the show. So, whether or not you claim him, not since I've been a part of the show. Well, since you've been following sports. So, right. so the yeah. whole um, yeah, didn't the Cardinals win in like fifteen or no? 14? They lost the Red Sox. Was like twenty ten. No. Yeah, two thousand eleven. Then that's what it was because it was it was. Because you gave a timeline as to when you started following sports. But it was before I started watching. I didn't even know the Cardinals. You said sports. 
That's why I made the argument. So, so I think the idea of the the uh, the shitty fan getting all the championships. No, 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 no. The the uh, I don't want to say hatred, but you know the disdain for the optimistic Massey is that you've came in and just cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing is, is like there's only one person that I can really like that I can relate to in our group, and that's Kendall from a sports standpoint, because he's the only one who knows my pain of, of, of being a fan of multiple teams and only watching, only be, having one win and all of the rest of them just get so close and die. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Mass, when they won, my rash went away. <laughs> so, because like watching, like Kendall, like watching Kendall, like watch the Mets lose, it was like watching like the 20, like if, if like, like, like from a criminal mind standpoint, like they talk about like a stressor, like changing your life. Yep. Like, if like, if the Bears losing the Super Bowl, in 05 was like my stressor like I would have turned into the person Kendall was when the Mets lost the World Series <laughs> like that like it was You're just like, like I've, I've had I've got to I yeah. did I got I got six years of great success for one organization um real quick just a shout out to uh fuck you Luis Gonzalez because that just made me think of that World Series <laughs> so fuck him <laughs> wherever you are <laughs> so interesting facts I got I... justification though I got justification though 2015, remember texting Kendall, tell him, fuck you. <laughs> 2015, the 2015 World Series was October, October or early November. Who was Kendall text said, fuck you. Was that the Mets? It was the year the Giants beat the uh, the Royals. Oh, okay. I texted him, fuck you, because Salvador Perez popped out to the pitcher to end the game, <laughs> lose the World Series. Yeah. Text him, fuck you, I hate Sal Perez. <laughs> and Sal Perez, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but if you are, I invite you to come on this show, and I will fucking fist fight you for free. Fuck you. I hate you. It's still pretty crazy. He had like 48 home runs this year. Kyle, what's pretty crazy is that I haven't fucking killed him yet. I hate him. <laughs> All right. So I want to say this, and I'm curious He's to hear. He's the Aaron Rodgers of baseball players. I want to say this, and I'm curious about. I dropped that. I didn't to, mean to. to hear more about your hatred. Um, Tom Brady's entire career lasted between the Rams' two Super Bowls. I saw that picture. I thought it was pretty funny. Hmm. That's not true. Yeah, it is. is. It? Yeah. Oh, because you played and then he was drafted? And then they won the Super Bowl that year. And then... Now, he, here's the thing. If he comes back, that's Stop. no longer true. This is where optimistic Massey gets himself in trouble. Yeah. You gotta start being humble fan Massey. Never gonna happen. Because here's the thing. Optimistic Massey is great. Tom Brady's whole career lasts between two Rams Super Bowls. And in that career, he fucked you twice in the oh, Super yeah, Bowl. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, that's that's so funny to think. It's, it's a bookend of those two Super Bowls. No, it's, it's not. Hey, I, it's I, just a coincidence. It's not a bookend. So you so, know why it's not a bookend? He retired before the Super Bowl. It's true. Sucky bitch, Brady. So what do you think happens, Matt? Because now you know the offensive coordinator is left. Hold for on, the Vikings. Other topics. Oh, okay. Uh, tell me well, I don't about, know where you're going. So. Well, tell I was me. gonna say because it, it came out like I was reading on the way here that uh, TV stations may offer McVeigh fifteen million dollars a year, fifteen yeah. million or more. Yeah, it's a. Uh, to get more money out of Kroenke. I'm not. I'm not gonna do. I'm not. None of my topics are related around Donald or McVeigh retiring. So we well, so well. Well, say say if McVeigh. I mean, if, if you know CBS calls. Hey, man, here's twenty three million dollars. Yeah, but <laughs> now, okay. So here's twenty three million dollars a year, right? Let's say that's what. It's, but like, are we all kind of in agreement that he'd be retarded to retire? Yes. Yeah. I mean, $23 million a year is great. He's got potential to be a multiple-time winning Super Bowl head coach before he's I mean, 40. 
unless unless because the only the only like realistically i mean here here's the thing realistically at the end of the day from if you really sit back and you look at it from a football standpoint the he's gonna lose eric weddle yeah yeah he will more than likely lose whitworth whitworth yeah i think he's all done he's all done but and then and then the question marks are odell and von miller who both said they want to come back, but still question marks. Right, still question marks. Things can change. Von Miller's yep. old enough. He's done enough in the league now where if 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 outside of football things take priority. Yeah. And Odell has a future to think about. Yep. Odell has a future in health to think about. Yep. But outside of those, like, they can still very easily run it back with that squad. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're still if they lose Odell, they're still getting Woods back. Yeah. Like, so it's not like they're like, you know, so like right. for me, from like a standpoint of like McVeigh, it's like you'd be retarded not to run it back. Yep. The only the only You're still by far the best team in your division. The only thing yeah. I can see and only because he said it was like, you know, the the starting a family type deal. Yeah, but again, I see that as Cronky. Fucking pay me. Yeah, but I mean if if the guy Wants to st- and like be home with it, like he's he can get paid being a commentator where I you're not. Look, but you're still. But, but think about it though. I mean, think, think about it from a standpoint. If he's paid to be a commentator, yeah, he's gonna be from a from a time standpoint. Every week he'll be home more, but he'll be away for travel more. It depends if they would have him in in the booth or not, because the the booth doesn't travel. But if he so then but it but booth if, travels the booth yeah. travels does the it? booth yeah. is in the gate or the the booth's in the stadium yeah. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth go to no 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 I'm sorry then I meant in, in the studio, studio in the studio most of the studios aren't at, out of California ESPN but, is so even even ESPN is not most yeah, it of, is. most of ESPN's broadcasting isn't out of California there's a brand new headquarters that's they right have it but most of their broadcasting isn't out of California they do a lot of it out of New York and they do a lot of it out of actually believe it or not they do a lot of it out of Florida. And Connecticut too. Well, Connecticut's like more like the the TV stuff. Yeah, but even if it was in studio every Sunday during the postseason, from we'll call it eight a.m. to eight p.m., that's your entire Sunday. It's twelve to thirteen hours just in house. Yeah, because who who's offering them a contract? What studio? Uh, it, nobody. It just said like multiple. Or so you get if, if it's ESPN, that's full day coverage. Yep. If it's if it's CBS or Fox, that's one to five. That's one to four game. One, yep. one and four o'clock game coverage. Mm-hmm. If it's NBC, it's nighttime, and he's got to travel for that, because NBC is not out of California, right? So like, and if he is, if he's a booth guy, he's going to be every game will be out of yeah, LA. it will yeah, be yeah. away from LA. From the LA standpoint, I mean, realistically, I mean, yes, he sacrifices a lot of time being like on the field and stuff like that to like practices and things like that. But from a travel standpoint, most NFL teams, if they have a game outside, they travel on Friday, right? They they travel Friday. They do yes. a practice at a local field on Saturday, like a walkthrough. Yeah, yes. like they do a walkthrough at a local field, and then it had to have been so cool to go to that high school in L.A. where right. Cincinnati <laughs> was practicing. Would be so fucking cool. I you gotta be pissed though if you're Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Like that bothers me. What do you mean, like, like it, for for football? American football is the only sport that does it where when you come in, you don't get practice time. On a league official field, it's the only sport that does it. Well, they couldn't do it in LA because. But why? Because they could... were prepping it for the Super Bowl. But like, where where do the Rams practice? Thousand Oaks. But that's so an NFL sanctioned practice facility. Yeah. Why can't they split time with Cincinnati? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like an NBA, they could have like, put them in like the Rose Bowl or something. You know, that's where the Rams ended up oh. having to go. 
But I'm saying, but like, like it's the NFL is. But even during the regular season, if the Bears are hosting the Packers this week, well, that's a bad example because Green Bay's so close. They Green Bay just comes down Saturday. But like, if 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 Chicago is hosting the Raiders, the Raiders don't fly in on Friday and then and then do a walkthrough and a and a practice in like pads or whatever whatever they're doing. They don't do it on Soldier Field. The Bears right. will do it either on Soldier Field or their practice facility, which is an NFL sanctioned stadium. Yep. The the Raiders will go to a high school or college stadium. Which it's the same dimensions, but it's different. Yeah, yeah I agree. But it's different. When the Bulls host the Sixers, Philadelphia flies in, and the 76ers do a shoot around and a walkthrough on the United Center court that morning. When the when the Chicago Blackhawks host the New York Rangers, the New York Rangers come in and they take bag skates that morning in the United Center, and then the Blackhawks do it. They split the rink time. When you know if the, if the Bulls go to, you know if the Bulls go to. Staples Center, which is it still Staples Center technically at the, at the moment? No, it's been pulled. So is it just a not nameless center? It's crypto. Oh, it's crypto. Yeah, it's like crypto.com okay. or something. It's which is so the funny because crypt crypto is going to be like irrelevant in like five years. Yeah. Um, it's just so funny though because it's like so like there's been instances in the past where it's happened where like the like let's just say the Bulls go on like let's say the, let's just say like the 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 Bulls are a bad example. Let's, Miami Heat. Let's say the Miami Heat are playing the Lakers at five o'clock on Christmas Day, right? But also on Christmas Day at 10, the Kings played a game. So they have to change the court over, right? So obviously the Lakers aren't doing shoot-around and stuff in the stadium because they're changing it over. Mm-hmm. So they do it at their practice facility. But, the, but the, the Heat would still get to use that practice. It's like an NBA-sanctioned practice facility. It's the same thing for baseball. Like, don't – like, I, I, I could be wrong. This one I could be wrong on. But, like, if the White Sox are going to Philadelphia to play the Phillies – do the White Sox take BP in Citizens Bank Park? Yeah. yeah. Right? Like 1,000 and – then, and then they clear out and then the Phillies take BP. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not like fucking like okay, you guys go take BP at fucking Philly High, and uh, yeah, I don't know why football does it. Football that is way. just like, hey, you're visiting. We got this middle school you can go to. Right, <laughs> like find a field. Real quick, just so you know, there's a cross country meet happening. <laughs> as long as it doesn't bother you, go yeah. nuts. <laughs> there's also gonna be, you know, there's also gonna be some dude crawling under the bleachers to get his disc back. <laughs> if he gets stuck, just give him a hand. <laughs> I was shouting you out on that. Yeah, I, um, I need you to oh, go. By there. the way, I gotta tell you something. Amelia said her first f word. Oh, that's so funny. It was about Mike Mock. Oh. Was it? Yeah, I said, "Hey, Amelia, Mike Mock wants to know if you'll go with me to the high school to crawl under some stands to get his disc back." And she said, "Fuck no." Did <laughs> <laughs> you give her a high five or yell at her? Did you give her a high five or yell at her? I one thousand percent gave. I parked the car and gave her a high five. Nice. Um, in Windsor, Connecticut, Mock to. Uh, finalize on your point. Uh, two reasons why I'm going to make a gross shot at that. Nobody has to respond to it. If I'm, I'm in. wrong, I'm in. All right. If I'm wrong, I'll take a gross shot. McVeigh's not retiring. Oh, never mind. I'm out. Okay. Because I don't uh, think that either. Uh, but I'll do one on Kendall's behalf. So if McVeigh doesn't retire, Kendall has to do a gross shot. Okay. Your choice up to 10 ingredients. Gotcha. <laughs> triple, triple, triple shot. All right, um, Asian inspired. A, he's the one who started the run it back chant at the at the rally, and B, his wife posted well, hold on, hold on, hold on. on Instagram saying he's not retiring. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He did not start the run it back chant. He did. I have the no, video for it. He didn't. You can pull up the video and watch it a hundred <laughs> times. The guy asked him a question and said, "Do you think Donald should run it back?" And then Donald, and then. Then McVeigh was like, run it back. It was, it was, it was slow pitched to him. JV said to Donald, McVeigh just asked me, do you want to run it back? 
That's in the video. I'm going to tell you this right now. McVeigh didn't ask him that. Okay. Um, there's no way McVeigh asked him that. That's some reporter shit. Hey, I need to get a story out of this somehow. Now, when you You're, said JB, he, you mean James the, Brown? The no, JB Smoove. That's what I was he's thinking. The Rams no, you said James Brown. Reporter. No, well, is it JB Smoove or James no, Brown? No, it's JB Long. Who? Howie's sister. Oh. Genevieve. <laughs> no, sir, I, I don't think McVeigh retired. I don't, think so <laughs> I don't think him or Donald retired. Run it back. This, Run I, it back. We don't want to. I don't want to get into the discussion too much, but I think that Donald. I think Donald's going to want to keep playing to cement himself as the greatest defensive player of all time. There's a lot of speculation about him already being. He wants here. money. Well, he wants that money. thing too. He wants money. He wants yes. big money. He wants money, but he he also wants. I think yeah. he's going to want to cement himself as the best one, and that's that's been floating around that he already is. Is that part of your discussion topics for later? Yeah, it's wonderful. Okay. Want to go break? Does anybody have any other Super Bowl stuff they'd like to add? Anybody have any Super Super Bowl commercials they really liked? I, I honestly didn't watch any oh, of them. The I was too Pete stressed. Pete Davidson one, where uh, Rob Mayo tackles him. I don't even know what that one was. I liked the Cool Ranch Dorito one where the where Kyle ran down the tree to eat the Doritos. <laughs> then they started beatboxing the cover. <laughs> God, yeah. sorry, Kyle. It was was, a... was that like the first commercial? The no, one no, in the no, jungle. It was the the it was just because kind of, the guy the thing that ran down to eat the Doritos was a sloth. Uh, and it's just funny because okay, one, so yeah. one of Kyle's relatives calls him a, calls him a sloth, and it's just I know I know it makes Kyle mad. But it was just like a sloth ran down, and there was like a bunch of other animals. And I don't think that one, that one I don't think, funny. I don't know if there's anywhere in the world where a bear and a sloth coincide together no, and an alligator. No. I don't think that happens. No. Um. But you know, if I'm wrong, at me. Yeah. If you if I'm wrong, wherever that black woman went, good for her. <laughs> I like how they reprise the E Trade Baby. You, this is what happens when you unlock all the doors of the zoo. <laughs> Which one? The E Trade Baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. That was there was another one that I really liked. That the, I, I've, I've seen already that they shortened. Look it up. I didn't watch any of the commercials because I was too stressed. <laughs> just close your eyes. Or so did you just, just nap during <laughs> No, I would well, like, actually. I would go pace. I would go to the bathroom. I would go grab something. He, he pulled the bob and called called uh, Ashley's dad and be like, what's happening at the game right now? No, I didn't talk to Bruce until after the game. You're so lying. Was, was he there? He was in L.A. He went to L.A. to watch it at a bar. Yes. L.A. If I'm going to watch the Super Bowl, it's always best at LA. Fun to have money. Oh, the, the Michael Myers commercial was pretty good. The Eugene Levy commercial was really good. I can go back and watch these. Oh, there's <laughs> the... This one wasn't... I don't quote this one to a Super Bowl, because I saw it beforehand, but the, uh, the, the fucking piece of garbage that was lucky enough to marry Scarlett Johansson, the Amazon commercial. She's uh, so hot. Yeah. She's so fucking hot. The Lindsay Lohan Planet Fitness commercial. What? I didn't um, see that. You know, I, it's funny now because now, like you know, all the commercials oh. leaked days before, and, yeah. and it's the Uber Eats commercial was pretty funny. Yeah, so it was an Uber They're Eats like commercial. eating all the so, nonsense. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge was in it, Gwyneth Paltrow and stuff. But it was basically like because like Uber Eats started doing like convenience store deliveries and like other things, so it was people eating things like that you would get from like Walgreens and Marshalls and stuff like that because it says Uber Eats, they think they can eat them. So like Gwyneth Paltrow was like eating a candle, yeah, and she was like, "This doesn't taste very good." She normally does that. Yeah. Um, there was one other one that I thought was... Oh, it's the commercial, the Michelob Ultra commercial where they had all the, like, different athletes bowling. Oh, and yeah. And Buscemi was the bowling clerk. And then, like, I did see that and then, one. And then fucking Serena just walked in. Or was it Venus? Serena. Serena, Serena just walked in. Bouncer. Yeah, I mean, man. her girls came to bowl. <laughs> um, but I remember, like, remember when we were younger, like, Super Bowl used to get all, like, the big movie trailers for that year. Yep. 
And then it was like, hey, here's a GoDaddy commercial. Check this out. Yeah, here's some softcore <laughs> Super Bowl porn. Like, oh, let me check out. Oh, what the fuck? To Websites? This, to this day, my favorite commercial of all time. And it was because it actually caused me to do a real life spit take. I was I was younger. I wasn't a, I wasn't a, a lad that could be drinking beer at the time. I was younger. I was I was eating Oreos and milk. And anybody who knows me well yep. knows my Oreo eating habits. Yep. Drown them, baby. <laughs> Most people do the dip. Some people do it where they dip it till it almost becomes unretrievable. <laughs> Make a sludge. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what this guy does. This guy packs the glass to the brim with Oreos, fills it with milk, goes and does something, lets it sit, comes back, no more bubbles, we're good. Drink the milk, eat the sludge out of the cup. <laughs> Pour another glass of milk to finish off residual sludge. So I'm doing my thing, I'm drinking the milk, and I actually shot milk out of my nose while spitting milk. So I was laughing so hard. It was a Budweiser commercial where the guy was watching football on the TV and his wife comes out and she's wearing like a satin robe and she's like something along the lines of like insinuating sex like, oh, babe, I'm, I'm re- feeling really tired. I'm going to come upstairs and lay in the bed and like he doesn't notice and then she takes the robe off and drops it on the stairs and she's wearing like this like very sexual lingerie and he still doesn't notice and goes, I even think I'm going to wear something very comfortable. And then she gets up on the bed and she goes, I think I, she's like, I even put out the satin sheets. And then she pulls out a six pack of Budweiser. She goes, I even have Budweiser. And he comes running up the stairs, stripping out of all of his undergarments into his boxers, jumps on the bed, slides off the satin sheets, out the window into a tree. <laughs> so funny. Made me laugh so fucking hard. So fucking hard. To this day, that commercial makes me laugh every single time. It reminds me of, I don't know if how many people here have seen it. There's a football movie that we watched when we were kids, Little Giants. Made me laugh so hard. Because uh, uh, the, the the older brother, I forget the, the actor who played it, was Ed O'Neill that played it. It was, yeah. it, it was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, Rick Gerard Moranis. Butler. Rick Moranis <laughs> and Ed O'Neill, right? Ed O'Neill went to tackle his wife. His wife moved. He went out the window, landed balls first on a tree limb, fell into a pool. But it just makes me, that commercial will forever make me laugh. That one and the Funky Monkey Baby commercial. I don't know what it is, but the Funky Monkey Baby commercial makes me laugh pretty good. When we come back... No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't. Look, first of all, the way you're sitting, you look like you have a pregnant belly. I do. And that's that's gross, okay? Babies are weird. I didn't say it, but Kyle, Kyle said it. Anybody have any last seconds things they'd like to add to the Super Bowl at all? Any part of the Super Bowl? Coverage? All of it. Anything. The audio was really fucking weird. See, you know what? I actually, I didn't respond to it because I, I, got, I got pretty fucked up. I, um, I, my audio was great. I couldn't hear half the halftime show. Oh, yeah. the halftime show came through like I was walking, walking so, in Dolby surround sound. Well, they had like the the halftime show was fine, but like the um, like the halftime show was good for me. All the ref calls were fine. The broad the broadcast from the booth uh, was good. But it was when like the the commentators were talking during half. You couldn't hear them at all. Yep. I started um, out. I watched on Peacock, and it was horrible. So I swapped to Apollo and just watched that, on. That a, might be why I had the issue because I watched uh, on Peacock. But in I ju- watched on Apollo. It was great. Yeah. But in Plug. general, they did a bad job. Like when they were like cutting and panning to people, yeah. they were not. Because NBC is a shit network. Well, the, well. It's, I think it's less to do with NBC. I think it has more to do with the halftime show itself. Because if you're talking about like, like Mox said with the halftime show, like cutting back to the commentators at halftime, g- because of the nature of the show, um, there's just there's a lot more like live right. wireless. Like microphone yeah. and speaker situations. It's on going record as the hardest thing to to broadcast as a Super Bowl because there's just so much going on. Right. Well, like, and the thing oh, about is like, it? 
like when you do Prince or the Rolling Stones, like going God. back to the Hot Time Show, like like Prince or the Rolling Stones, like whatever, like even like when Katy Perry did her big fucking thing coming out or whatever, you only have so many microphones you have to worry about because it's a it's a finite amount of people. Right. Whereas like with this one, like you had like Kendrick Lamar was on the field, you had Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg moving around that this this thing. Mary J. Blige up top, Fifty Cent down low. Eminem was doing his thing. You had like you know, and then you had to have microphones on like Anderson Pox band. You had to have it on the band that was in the living room. Like there were just a lot of wireless things going on that like you can only have so much wireless. I don't care how great your your services and your connections are and your 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 technological setup is. You can only have so much wireless shit going on at one time. Yeah. Um. Was it weird that Dwayne the Rock Johnson came out to do the announcement? For Hilarious the start. I thought it was so stupid. So stupid, but so funny. It's because they could. You know, why not? It was just weird, wasn't it? I tell you what, though. Give credit to him. Guy just got awarded with with something that was pretty fucking dope. What? So, as we've announced on the show many of times, I work in the beverage industry. and he Coke products? uh, The alcoholic beverage (laughs) industry. And he came out with his own line of tequila about two years ago called Terramana. A relatively inexpensive tequila, but decent for the taste. Um, he, he, he was actually like awarded, like he was given like an award from the spirits industry for having the fastest growing product in the history of the United States. Holy shit. Like his, his product went from being nothing to being oh, like a, a $2 billion industry in less than a year. Jesus Christ. Hashtag pandemic. That guy yeah. makes so much money. Yeah. And then he has that Zio energy drink thing. That's trash. I've tried those. Those are terrible. <laughs> Here's the deal. The Rock really benefited from some stimulus money. <laughs> Probably. Because it wasn't that expensive. It's like $30 for a bottle. So, like, stimulus money, I mean, that's like that's like 40 bottles if you live in Bridgeport. <laughs> and go to break. <laughs> when we come back, I'll have a good Masseyism for everybody to be laughing at. Ooh, live on the other side. Who's here on Radio Network? Home of getting sports with Drunk on Monday Nights. PPRN Radio. Home of the Peter Pinot Show. Peter Pinot Show. PPRN Radio. Damn, where are we? PPRN Radio. Always on, sometimes off. PPRNRadio.net. PPRNRadio.net. The most diverse playlist on the planet. 24 7, 365. Yes, your mama station. Bringing that heat. PPRNRadio.net, the station that's home with your wife. While you're at work, we keep a company. We keep her happy. And now, back to Getting Sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Yeah! Mark. Sheen Marshall. Nope. Oh, Oh, Subby. Kyle. Earl Nimrod. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I kind of wish you were Earl Nimrod. Listen, we could change it. <laughs> I feel have... like I feel like somebody named Earl would make a lot more "My name is Earl" jokes and hang out with us more. Aww. I also feel like I'm a little bit disappointed. I feel like I was supposed to get a lot more laughs out of bringing a blanket down here. I laughed. You know, I enjoyed the, it. The other thing is, is like it just confused me because you're always hot mess. I am, but I'm fucking cold right now. <laughs> It's good you have two penises. I like that reasoning. Usually, but now I'm not. I like the two penises reference, yeah. though. If you had one penis, you'd be All fine. Right. Are they identical? So we're going to do a few topics. 
Nice. <laughs> a few topics that I prepared. Um, they don't have to take a long time, so we can, you know, they don't. Just some stuff to talk about. We usually do our roundtable discussion in the beginning. Um, sports are a little slow right now, but we're gonna we're gonna go through it. So topic number one. That is not how that works. <laughs> I know it's not. Okay. Do you ever get eyebrow rings? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle. Yes, sir. Uh, give me a sport: football, basketball, or baseball. Baseball. Okay. Give me a different sport. <laughs> <laughs> air hockey. All right, air hockey. I'm not. Okay. All right. So here, here, this is the. It's it's less of like a. It's less of like topic and more of like a like I'm gonna say something kind of like a hot take topic combo. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? All right. Ready? Yep. Ready? Kendall? Oh, I'm ready. Massey? No. Ma? Yes. That's what I was like. Three yeses and a no means yes. Okay. With the 2022 season impending. And in peril. And in peril. An arbitration to follow for this player in 2023. I'm sorry? I didn't really go far. With (laughs) with the 2022 season impending. (laughs) An arbitration impending in 2023 for this player. Shohei Otani will decisively decide to not want to be a member of the Los, a- Los Angeles Angels due to the inconsistency in playing of Mike Trout due to injury, which will eventually result in Mike Trout's pretty much lifetime contract for the Angels being their longtime demise as an organization. So you're asking us... If so there's can... kind of like a two-part of there. Like, do you, like is Shotani going to come back to the Angels? Is he going to be an angel for long term? Or is he just going to last through maybe his, his year of arbitration in 2023? And if, if if he doesn't come back, do you think that the Mike Trout contract is going to be become a long-term problem for the angels as an organization? I don't think... I he... want to hear about, from everybody but Kyle on this. I don't want your opinion at all. I want non-baseball... Uh, like think they know all opinions. So I'm just kidding. Go ahead, guys. Floor is yours. Um, I I think he's just gonna retire <laughs> and join Sean McVay in the booth on Sundays <laughs> while well, Mike Trout <laughs> plays full seasons for the Yankees. Um, I I can see Otani leaving. I mean, to me, I mean, the the Angels are like the the younger stepbrother of baseball teams in L.A. You know, well, I think the other thing too is, is I think from the standpoint, it's like the Angels. I feel like are the smallest big market team in all of sports. Yeah, that, yeah, and that's what I mean. And, they and operate I, like a small. They, they're like a small market team. They don't. Can you not do that? Yeah, you got to move oh, that. Sorry, I got to be able to. Mock and I can't ever see each other, so <laughs> we're taking advantage. And of this. I think, uh, I think Otani is going to want to be the guy that like capitalizes on his name, like his. And part of the reason likeness. I bring this up is to tail off of what you're saying. Part of the reason I bring this up is uh, Otani at least for the next five or so years, will never be the face of the Angels as long as Mike Trout's there. Yeah. Like, he might be the the, the face. Like, it's weird. Like, this past year, he was almost like he was, like, the face of baseball, but he still wasn't the face of his own franchise. So that's why I kind of thought this would be interesting. You guys can all chime in whenever I, you want. I for sure can see him him leaving. Um, plus, I mean, if, if you look at it, I mean, they already have the next, what, 47 years committed to Trout. Otani's gonna command a uh, <laughs> Otani's gonna command a big contract. 
So even if if the angels say, all right, we'll also give you four hundred million dollars. Um, I mean, you still got to put you know seven other guys on the field and a pitching staff together, well, and then replace Trout when he gets hurt. Mike Trout is under contract through twenty thirty. Twenty thirty, and he'll be making thirty five million dollars a year every year until until then. So, yeah, they, they gave him like a twelve year deal. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a lifetime deal. But the Angels came out and said when they were doing yeah. that deal that we'd be willing to sign him to a lifetime deal. That we we would sign him to a deal that would make him an Angel forever. So that if he ever decided to come out of retirement, retire due to injury, or whatever, like he'd be an Angel forever. Which is what the Mets kind of did to Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. when is his deal up? Never like three years. No, I, saying, I I thought it it was the same year as Lindor's deal ends. I think they're gonna just stretch it out. He's gonna be paid until he dies. <laughs> um, so three years. <laughs> uh, Otani doesn't sign, and I don't think the the Angels cut the losses. I think just in general, we've seen a trend of these really long contracts just being absolutely disastrous for everyone. You know, be it injury or just you know the. You're not performing. They're, people are not finishing these giant contracts right. they're signing to. The Mike Trout, the Mike Trout, like hurting the Angels contract wise. It's entirely based off his inability to play a full season. That's. I mean, if if he if he can ever string it together. And the thing is, is you know, the older you get, the less likely it is your injury riddles are going to become a are, are going to be solved. Yeah. But injuries well, have plagued him for his whole career. That's less likely to go away as he ages. So, in baseball contracts, as we've talked on the show, are always fully guaranteed. So and the Angels are going to have to swallow thirty-five million a year for yeah. Mike Trout for the next. And you got to remember, you got to remember too. Like teams will give these long team, de- long term deals. You know, assuming that okay, we sign the guy for ten years. If he gives us five, six, like strong years, they just eat the last few. Right. And you know, I mean that that's been happening. Forever. I mean, the Yankees did it with A-Rod and Jason Giambi. And, you know, um, it, that, he was terrible. But he had like a the first couple of years were good. And then his last year was good. The, in the middle, no mas. Well, and not to, to derail <laughs> no from, <mock. laughs> not to derail from what Paul's question was, but there's not a player that really comes to mind that was like, hey, I'm glad we signed him for 10 plus years. There's not one person that I can jump out and say, oh, you know what? The team did a good Kyle's, job. Kyle just wants to say Bryce Harper so bad right now. It's worked out so far. It's been <laughs> one year. No, Two years. Three. And they signed him for 13 well, years. How, how many NL pennants have I mean, he held up so but far? But he's only 27. How many, how but, many, how many actually, division Ken, pennants have he held I would held say Kendall just brought up a good point. It's like it, it, it can be said for anybody, but it's like until like listen in. That, it doesn't this, matter how good Bryce Harper plays if the team doesn't succeed. No, I get it. I, I get no, it. no. I understand. I'm not saying like like if he, at the end of 13 years he puts up on average, let's say over the course of 13 years on average he puts up 24 home runs a year, bats 293 with a, an OBP of. I don't know, 392. Like, that's a great 13-year stretch as a Philly. But if you can't win a division in those 13 years, it's like kind of like all for naught. It's like he'll, he'll, he's put up great numbers to put up a Hall of Fame case, but the from the Philly standpoint, it was a disappointment. He can be the exception to the rule. We don't know. But, we look, like, but unfortunately, can... he's got 10 years still left. Yeah. Cano didn't finish that deal. Pujols was slightly above average at best. Definitely was better, you know, beforehand yeah you know bobby bonilla's not even playing right i mean really just just thinking off yankees i mean 
A-Rod soured at the end. Granted, they had, you know, issues, but towards the end, he wasn't the same. Um, I mean, fucking Jacoby Ellsbury made so much money off doing nothing. Um, these big league, these, these like big contract players are usually either like kind of like all around tools or like have one above and beyond like supremacy tool. And that's the thing. Teams, teams, you see it like Jacoby Ellsbury, like his whole thing was he was fast. He was fat, and I mean, he well, here's the, the thing: he could hit the ball and all this. But I'm saying, but like, but like, he was a stolen base machine. Yeah, he could he could track down fly balls, like the the, the most ridiculous fly balls. He could track them down you know, defensively, like it was great. But the speed is what all played. It's like Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn didn't finish out his White Sox contract. He went to the A's because Adam Dunn signed a big deal because he was really good at hitting home runs, and that was it. That was the thing, um, yeah. Jacoby, for because you know he's not a big guy, and he had a lot of power for like the speedy center fielder. But he, he couldn't stay healthy, right? You know, and and whatever he he made a lot of money off really having one big good season. Every other year was just kind of average. Um, but yeah, the, those long term deals happen just because they figure if, if you can get sixty percent out of that contract good, then it's fine. All right, so cycling back then, so we have Mock and Massey both say that you could you, you would be more in favor of Otani not resigning. Isn't I it? I don't think he will. Okay, Massey, do you have an opinion on it? That's exactly what I say. Okay, and Kyle? I don't... I do think he resigns. You think he stays an angel? Yeah. Okay. So then, you're kind of a moot point for the next part, because he's resigning. Do you think by Otani leaving, do you think that's the start of the Mike Trout massive contract kind of derailing the future of the Angels for, not the course of the contract, but like, the immediate future? Like, the next two to three years? Like, so, like, Otani, realistically, he has arbitration in 2023. So, let's say he leaves after 2023 when he's an unrestricted free agent. So, from twenty the 2024 season to, like, 2027, do you think the Angels are, could really feel the side effects of that Mike Trout contract, especially if he's kind of playing Mike Trout baseball those times? Elite when he's on the field, but he's just not on the field all the time. The, I mean, the, the big thing around it is... um. Even, it, even if the Mike Angels, Trout's, even if, when Mike Trout's playing well, they're having problems bringing people in. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, the Angels would have to really like step up, like the farm system game, pretty much be the Tampa Bay Rays, right? Have a, just a ton of super talented, cheap young players that are and, expendable. And, yeah, and, and and then Trout, you know, is just kind of the the nucleus of it. But I I don't see how. If if Otani came here and wants to like win baseball games, and you just have him and Trout, I mean that there's still what eighteen or uh, twenty three other spots on the roster that now you're just gonna fill with garbage that that you can afford instead of getting you know you can get less expensive but valuable pieces. Um. So is that like a yes that the Mike Trout contract hurts them? And like in a, from, it, from an immediate future standpoint, it hurts them if Otani resigns. But if he leaves, I mean, they'll still have they'll have wiggle room. With. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it hurts them now. It hurts them in the future. I, I I see no change. I think the Otani being there is just like, hey, this is awesome. We we got an, an absolute like diamond in the rough, and they've done nothing evident wise to show, hey, we're going to build a team around them. They can't afford players, and the players, I guess, there's not like a, an interest to go there. So, but really, the thing is, is that even if with well, hold, the hold on, sorry. sorry, just before you go into it, so you're good, right? Yeah, I'm. Just, okay. I, I think that. Massa, do you have anything a, to add to this? 
Okay, go ahead. I don't think it hurts them in the long term whether he resigns or doesn't. From Pure- Mike Trout's contract standpoint, yes. okay. Purely because the Angels haven't done anything since 2014, regardless of whether they have that contract or not. That team's not fielding a playoff team. It does not look like they've made any advances aside from Otani. They're not going to make any advancements as long as Trout can't stay healthy, which we've said this entire discussion. Well, from a fan standpoint, David Fletcher has been pretty. <laughs> um, just Paul just, gets it. <laughs> they're not going anywhere. Okay, it doesn't so, matter contract so, or not. So Mark brought up a good point. something I didn't really like think about, even though it's obvious. If Mike Trout, if, if Otani leaves... The Mike Trout contract, while it is a massive deal, means that the Angels have a lot of wiggle room. So, Kyle, do you think Otani stays? Do you think the Mike Trout contract, if he continues on the path that he's on of, you know, being elite when he's healthy, but only being healthy for 50% to 60% of games, do you think, because Otani's going to command money, especially from a two-way standpoint. So, do you, would it be out of the realm to assume he makes $30 million a year? Honestly, that's low. So, okay, so let's say he makes 35. Let's say he's making what Trout makes. Do you think that Mike Trout's contract at that point, being the player that he he, he is, we're assuming it from a standpoint he's gonna he's going to stay consistent with the, he's going to put up the numbers when he's there, but he's not always going to be there. Do you think that contract hurts the Angels in the long run? It only hurts if Otani doesn't come back. And, and I say that because... Um, well, Otani brings with Mike Trout is the extra pop in that lineup. Well, I think for the Angels to succeed, it's Otani to stop pitching. That's why they brought in 20 guys from last year's draft, and they already signed three or four pitching free agents already for this year. Right, don't, that, don't go into depth on that. Okay. I, I just personally think if Otani doesn't sign, that will, that will hurt them because it's taken away your, your three and four hitters or your two and three hitters. All right. Does anybody else have anything they want to add to this? He goes to the Dodgers. Oh, so you're making a prediction. He's going to the Dodgers. If he goes anywhere, he's going to the Mariners. Mariners. Do you want to make a prediction if he leaves where he goes? Um. Imagine if he went to the fucking Dodgers. Well, at that point, they might be done. I don't know. I don't have a prediction off the top of my head. I he's going to the Rockies. Just, just say a name. All right. Uh, he'll he'll go to. He'll go to Tampa Bay. We're never going to remember this. Okay. He's going to the Rockies. We literally do shows I, where we make predictions. They're trying to trade their st- ace right now. <laughs> we, we, literally, we literally make predictions and the next week don't follow up on them. Yeah. Pretty regularly. You think we're going to follow up on one two years from now? <laughs> okay, so he's not going there to pitch. Okay, well, so that, I say Seattle. That's going to segue to the next one, which is why I didn't want Kyle to talk too much about it. For the, Regardless of what happens to Otani, whether he stays in L.A. or travels, becomes a, you know... Multi-team guy, two-team guy, one-team guy. Do you think Otani, over the course of his career, stays a two-way player or transitions to a one-way player? And if a one-way player, which way? I think so, he, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Right, I think he goes to a one-way player. And you think it's in the lineup? Yeah, okay. because... Is I, he a switch hitter? No, he's just a lefty. Okay. One, lefties are so valued in Major League Baseball as it is. And two, he's... Yes, he had a good year on the mound, but I think pitching is his weak point. I think he's much better hitter than he is a fucking pitcher. He, so, sorry. No, you go, you go. So, I, I also think he transitions to more of the one-way player, um, but I don't think it's ever entirely. I think there'll still always be times where he's like on the... 
he'll kind of be like that six starter on like needed days. I mean, really, and... you think if you look at it just in the term of like even in the playoffs, like you know, there's always a situation where a team's like, oh, this is a fucking bullpen game. If you have Otani, who you know is a good, you know, he's not an elite pitcher, but he's a good pitcher and he's right. still a but big like, bat in the lineup. Bullpen games are like, yeah, or like where you're playing 13 straight games, you kind well, of need I'm that six of a, starter. I'm of more of an injury standpoint because you already had Tommy John. Oh, dude, that's that's like an ACL. Yeah, in football, but like if man. it happens again, <laughs> no, yeah, the Angels are gonna be like, and and that's what All I mean. Right, we'd rather just, have you in. Yeah, the it's like an ACL in football. That just means he's gonna get injured in the fucking World Series. <laughs> but that's okay. what I mean. Like, I I don't oh, think man, he'll I thought be. Mock would not like that. I didn't like it. <laughs> I I tried to just push by it. I I don't think he'll be an in the rotation starter or whatever. But I I do think there will always be do that door for him closer? to. No, no, no. I, I don't think he'll be like a normal He's pitcher. More like a, like an inning eater in a bullpen game. I think say yeah. Say if um. Think about it. If late in a game, who's in Tampa? I did. Tell you what, that's actually kind of funny because Tampa does the whole starter thing. So Otani could be like a, "Hey, real quick, I need you to play the outfield, but can you pitch innings three through six for me?" But you know, think about it. If you get into a game where you know you can have someone come in and pinch hit, and instead of like you know throwing some random reliever, Otani can pitch an inning or, or whatever. Like he can he can fill spots. Yeah. I don't think he'll be an in the road like even a bullpen rotation guy. Like he could just fill spots when needed, and you know he's a serviceable pitcher. Now, um, do, you, do you think that that role? So I'm kind of piggybacking like topics off of topics here. Do you think that role would be more detrimental to Otani because it would be an inconsistent pitching style? Like we're gonna kind of, we're gonna because from a like you can kind of game plan looking at the season once you have the season laid out in front mm-hmm. of you your games. You can kind of game plan when you're going to kind of maybe need that sixth starter. You know, because like the White Sox did it this past year. When they had stretches of like 13 straight games, they would go to Kopech as their sixth starter before he became a regular part of the rotation. They were like, okay, you're going to kind of be our sixth starter. We're going to, you know, we have Giolito, and we're going to go to, uh, we have Keichel, we have Cease, Rodon, and uh, Lopez. Lynn. Huh? Lynn. Lynn. Who did I say? Lopez. He's well, pretty bad. No, Lopez was a starter at one point, though. Yeah, like last two years ago. No, Lopez was on the team this past year. Yeah, but he's not. But Lance went. But he was still on the team. Whatever. So you have these guys, right? And then, like, when they had like thirteen game stretches, and like maybe G- it was all like it was too rushed, like Giolito wasn't ready or whatever. Kopech would be like that sixth guy. Yeah. So you can kind of map that out, which kind of gives Otani time to prep himself. But the bullpen games, you don't know when those are coming. The bullpen game could just come out of nowhere. Yeah. It could, you could have had just had the day off, and all of a sudden your starter's shelled in the first inning. And so, like, do you think that could be detrimental to Otani from either a physical, like, uh, stamina standpoint? Because I don't think he's going to get hurt from it. I think he's an elite athlete. But, like, from a stamina standpoint, or maybe, like, a throwing off his groove hitting standpoint, do you think that could potentially be detrimental to him if, if he were to take the step away from regular pitching and then just kind of be thrown into those situations not knowing when they're coming. Well, in that situation, I don't think they would ever pitch Otani. I think If they removed him completely from pitching, they're just going to leave him from not pitching. No, no. What I'm saying is like... Look, that's what I'm asking. If like they're losing by like 10 runs, I don't think he ever gets into that game. If that makes... If that, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I don't sense. mean 10 runs, but like, you know, say it's a situation where like you have your fifth starter in and he gives up three, four runs in the first. Or, or, or not, even, not even that he gets, he gets hurt. Right, or something say, like that. Say, right. you know, in the first, you know, he gets a line drive, hits him in the ankle, and he's out now. You know? Then he's a pussy. You wanted to say face. No, I didn't want to say face. I was, I was going to say ribs, but I don't want to even watch that, because that's going to hurt a lot. The ankle, you'll be all right. But 
you're not pitching the rest of that game. Unless it shatters your, your fucking little ball into your Achilles oh, and tears yeah. your Achilles. Snaps it right in half. Yeah. And then you step on it wrong, and then your Achilles isn't there, so you tear your ACL. Then, oh, there goes the shoulders. Yep, and then you fall down, and it fucking pinches your ball sack, and yeah. you can have kids. Mock just ruined a guy's life. He wishes his All because Kyle doesn't want Otani to pitch anymore. Can you believe this guy? It's not that I don't <laughs> want him to pitch. I think it'd be best if he didn't. Do you have anything to weigh in on it? Uh, I agree with these guys. I kind of I like what Mock said. Where like he's a guy like he doesn't have to lose pitching forever. It's just kind of like, hey, you need a spot start. Here's your guy. Yeah. But he's more valuable being every day than every fifth day being uh, at any roster. So. He's going to stay a two-way player for his entire career. His career is unfortunately cut short. Says the man in the blanket. Says he goes back to Japan. He gets a Tommy ACL surgery. <laughs> where they take a part of his ACL, put it into his elbow. They swap him. Yeah. Comes out and throws it with his foot. <laughs> Fucking throwing 82. Kyle, you made a career off of throwing 44. That's not what I'm saying. On a good day. With a tailwind. <laughs> 82 with a foot? That's impressive. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Actually, I watched a video the other guy. I watched a video the other guy the other day. There was a guy who has uh, he's missing so dumb. He's, <laughs> so he's this guy is he's missing an arm. Is, is missing his left arm. He's naturally left-handed, and he's also missing on his right and left foot both. He's missing the index toe. So like the longer toe, mm-hmm. but to, next to the big toe. He's missing them due to like some birth defect type of thing or whatever. And so he learned to throw discs with his feet. Oh, I saw that guy. Yeah, he can dude, he threw a distance driver 290 feet with his feet. Cool. I, can really I couldn't one throw one that far with my hands. <laughs> my god. Kendall couldn't throw one that far in four throws. Well, he'd have to come with us to do it. Yeah, that's true. You know, I really wanted to go. <laughs> All right, new topic. Do you think Kendall disc golfs with us <laughs> ever? Everybody but Kendall's allowed to weigh in. No. And we're out of time. Kyle? No. Mazzy? No. Hard no. Fun anymore. You weren't ever having fun because you don't love your friends. I would like to move on. You don't like this, Kendall. All right. Next topic. Um, there's been speculation. Uh, you know, you, you hear it from, like, players and players from other sports, you know, especially from the NFL standpoint because everybody watches football. Um, is Aaron Donald the best defensive player of all time? No. Now, well, there's on. old optimistic Massey. <laughs> now, I, to, he, no, hold, on, hold on. With that, if you if you want to, you don't have to. You can give argument standpoint. Like, do you think he's the like? So we kind of have this discussion. The world has this discussion regularly between LeBron and Michael Jordan. We're like, LeBron's the best NBA player of all time. Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time. Or vice versa. LeBron's the best basketball player. Michael Jordan's the best NBA player. You know, LeBron's the best all-around player. Michael Jordan's the best scorer. Whatever. Yada, 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 yada. There's always, like, people try to find different ways to be like, they're both the GOAT. I don't I don't want to pick. Yeah. So, from that standpoint, you can choose to argue yes or no from a statistical standpoint. You can argue yes or no from a just pure talent standpoint. Yes or no from a dominant standpoint. Whatever you want. But do, do you think at this point in time, now that, now that Aaron Donald has secured a Super Bowl ring... In a way where he was a major impact in securing that ring, is Aaron Donald the best defensive player of all time? I don't care what order you just go ahead. So, so without looking at you know full on like numbers, and I, I I lean towards no. 
I can look up stats if you guys would. And and, and we can. I mean, we can. Th- this is a debate, like you said, between Jordan and LeBron. But like, as, as soon as you said it, I thought of two names, and, and they just leaped out at me at first. And Lawrence it was Taylor and Ed Reed. Over Reggie White. It, like I said, I it was two names that popped in my head, um, and that's without you know obviously like researching it. Um, but those are two names. As soon as Paul was like asking the question, those were the guys I thought of. Um, you know. All right. So real quick, I'll give you a standpoint for a career. Aaron Donald. Man, I would have never bet money on this. Under a hundred sacks. No, nah, he doesn't have a career interception. Oh yeah. 23, so, 23 force fumbles. What's he built? He's a defensive tackle, right? Yes. 20, 23 force fumbles, 98 sacks, and nine seasons. And uh, we'll go four, four, 441 tackles, 150 for a loss. Lawrence Taylor, albeit he played a lot more years, did way more cocaine. <laughs> Played from eighty one to ninety three, so to twelve years. He had nine picks for two touchdowns. Force fumbles weren't a recorded stat in his time. He had one hundred and forty two sacks, and Lawrence he Taylor won has fifty four force fumbles. Huh? Fifty four force fumbles. Who? Lawrence Taylor. Well, that's the thing, though. But it's not it, going off Pro Football Reference. It wasn't a recorded. Stats, so it's like hard to like make that assumption. Yeah, who went back and watched those games? Nerds. There are people that are paid to do it. Me. And and then we'll go from a, a sample. So Lawrence Taylor has no Super Bowls. Two. Does he have two? Yeah. Yeah. Two. So two Super Bowls, ten-time Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame, MVP. Uh, Aaron Donald, seven-time Pro Bowl or eight-time Pro Bowl, seven-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ. Um. How many how many uh, MVPs does Aaron Donald have? Zero. How many Defensive Player of the Years does he have? Three. All right, and so Lawrence Taylor has three Defensive Player of the Years and an MVP. Right. Oh, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight All Pros. So one more All Pro, one more Super Bowl. If if you weigh Super Bowls into the factor, um, it's you know some people don't, some people do, some people don't, um, because it. Some people just kind of weigh it like as long once you've won one, you're in the discussion with anybody who's ever won one. Mm-hmm. That's what some people do it with like LeBron and Jordan. It was like once LeBron won a champion, like multiple championships. Once he got to two, it was kind of like okay, now we can start comparing him to Jordan because he's won two. Like yes, Jordan won six, but it's like the playing field is kind of leveled a little. Right, bit. like you like like winning a championship is is way less about the player and more about the team. Yeah, in any sport. Um. So. Lawrence Taylor's kind of like the the measuring stick, I feel like, for most people for best defensive player of all time. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, um, Donald is for sure, I mean, I think he's the most dominant defensive player right now. Um, but, you know, all time, it's still... It's tough because it's just up in the air. to be the best defensive player, you have to be good in multiple facets. And I think that, you know, Lawrence Taylor kind of fits multiple facets more so than Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald kind of, you know, is in a great conversation with a Bruce Smith, with a John Randall, with a um, Reggie White. Because, you know, such 
an important, you know, pass rusher. Straight and up sack can, getters. It, it could it could force fumbles, and whatnot. But sack getters, run stuffers, right. force fumbles. Yeah, you know, and the, and the the opposite end of that, then it's like you put the secondary members, the Ed Reeds, the Deion Sanders, the Troy Palomalos, the, the the Champ Bailey's, all those great secondary members that don't have sack stats, don't have forced fumble stats, and all that. So the guy more in the middle is like, I think. Paul kind of hit it on the head. The measuring stick, I think, is Lawrence Taylor. So if Aaron Donald, you know, found a way to, you know, either switch his game or found more stats in that favor, then then we can make the argument. Then he is closer to the greatest defensive Imagine player all Aaron time. Aaron Donald dropping back in coverage. <laughs> He's done it three times in his career. I feel like for Aaron Donald to surpass Lawrence Taylor, from my standpoint, would be more along the lines of like he would need to, and this would come with more like first pro all teams and stuff. If he were to kind of, like, get close to sacks. Yeah. If he were to get close to his sacks. Because Lawrence Taylor is 50 sacks ahead of him. Granted, played more years. Yep. He at Right now, I think he's got five more years than Donald has. So, in five years, he can definitely get 50 sacks. It's 10 sacks a season. Yeah. That's no problem. So, he can definitely surpass him in sacks in five years. With that will come the all pros. Then I feel like it's more of a level playing field in that situation. Because like you said, Lawrence Taylor's more of like a jack of all trades. He's kinda did a little bit of everything. Aaron Donald's not going to be able to do a little bit of everything. Aaron Donald, if he gets a pick in the next five years, is gonna be because of a tip pass where he was just in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kinda like when BJ Raji had that, that yeah. interception return for a touchdown. Right. Like he just was in the right place at the right time, nobody was around him. They were inside their own ten. Because BJ Raji's not running down a forty yard touchdown. You know what I mean? Right. So Okay, so does anybody have anything to add to that? I think Donald finishes his career. If he decides to play for the next five years, I think finishes as the best defensive player of all time. Okay, so that kind of segues into that. Like, perfectly segues into the next one. If Aaron Donald does make a case for best defensive player of all time over the next like five to six years, kind of gets to that Lawrence Taylor sack number, even if he passes it, because I think it'd be fair to say that even though Aaron Donald gets all the sacks he gets, in his career, Aaron Donald more than likely is not going to be able to break Bruce Smith's record. No. He's not going to get to 200 sacks. Because he's played eight years, he's got 98. Yep. He'd, need to, he'd need 103 more sacks to break yep. it. 102 and a half. So, do you think that if... Do you think Aaron Donald will kind of enter that LeBron-Michael Jordan thing where... It's kind of discussed where more or less you can give it different titles if you want, where like he's gonna be he's not regarded as the best defensive player of all time, but the most dominant defensive player of all time. Yes. Do you think he'll kind of he'll, he'll never kind of like from a, a whole standpoint, from like all NFL like all, all football standpoint? Because it's like basketball. There's no camp that's willing to to annoy either one of Michael Jordan or LeBron as the best of all time. Like the best basketball player of all time. Neither one of them will ever give him that title. That nobody will ever give him that title. So, like, I feel like Aaron Donald's going to kind of enter that same thing. Do you think it's fair to say that Aaron Donald will never get the title of best defensive player of all time, but could get most dominant? Yes. It's possible. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Like, I'm sitting here thinking about what Kendall said. Um, I I don't know if you can call him, like, the, the best overall defender. Right. Because, really, his, his posi- he's the best at his position, but his position is one of two jobs. Stop the run, go after the quarterback. That, right. That's all he has to worry about. Where, you know, Lawrence Taylor was in coverage, but like he he pretty much performed any part of the same. You know, Ed Reed, same thing. So I, I don't know if, if just for the position Donald plays, if he could, you know, I, again, I, I think he's the best at that position, but I don't think you can put him in the best defender 
of all time because he he just does he game wrecks though. Right. So here's the thing. He d- yes, but again, he has one of two jobs: stop the run or go after the quarterback. That's it. That's all he has to worry about is so, run forward. So LT is more versatile. That that Aaron but, Donald is more dominant at his so, one job he needs to worry about. So here's the thing we can answer pretty quickly. Um, I think when all is said and done, you know, there's going to be a case to be made for Donald to be the most like impactful player. But I, th- I think it's more important to say that the most impactful player of his generation, because as sports fans and especially in football, our memory is ten minutes long. Everyone thought there was going to be another Joe Green. Then there was a Lawrence Taylor. No one thought there was never going to be another Lawrence Taylor. Then there's a Michael Strahan. Oh, there's never going to be another Michael Strahan. Then there's, you know, a, a J.J. Watt. And then, then there's an Aaron Donald. There's always these players that come in and they make such an impact. Whether it's, you know, five years, whether it's a full career. And, well, and not to take anything away from Aaron Donald. No, not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. There's nothing to take away from Aaron Donald. But what the thing that makes, at the end of the day, what makes what Aaron Donald does so impressive is that he's doing it from a defensive tackle standpoint. Yes. Where everybody else before him did it from a defensive end standpoint. From a sack standpoint. From the sack standpoint. Strictly from the sack standpoint. From the stuffing the run standpoint, oh. I, I, I mean, there's not really stats to go back and look at it, but I couldn't, I can't sit here and reg, like argue that Aaron Donald oh. is more, dis- more disruptive against the run than any defensive tackle ever before him. No, I can't argue that. Yeah. And I don't think anybody can. Because it's not a stat. You can't, I mean... Tackles for loss. I say that'd be like the one, but but even still, I mean, like, because the thing is, is like, the defensive tackle can completely disrupt the counterplay, but yep. doesn't actually ever touch the running back. If Joe Mixon comes running in and decides he's going to run a left counter to the yeah. right, and Aaron Donald blows to the right side, he's got to go back to the left and then gets tackled or gets tackled by Leonard Floyd. What are, What are Von Miller's career numbers? We have to look it up, I um, but. But I will say, Donald has earned himself a conversation piece forever. I mean, there's, yes. there's, there's never going to be there, a time that no, he's not I mean, going to be... The guy's a surefire Hall of... Like, he retires, say he's in the Hall of Fame in five years. Yeah. There, mean, there's no denying it. Um, But it, it, it's tough to do the... the Von, Von Miller has, for his career, which is... One, two... I think he's played ten years. Eleven years. Eleven. Well, ten years, because he got traded during the season. So ten years, two picks, one defensive or one pick six, uh, twenty-seven forced fumbles, one hundred and fifteen and a half sacks, five hundred forty tackles, one fifty-four for loss. Rookie of the year, uh, two All Pros. Von Miller only has two first-team All Pros. Two first-team All Pros. Holy no de- shit! No defensive player of the year. Wow. He's still and a, and a Super Bowl MVP, and two-time Super Bowl winner. Yeah, well, no. So, so the the point I was going to make is like, it, say say if Donald, if they both retired today, right? They're both first ballots. Yes, but if they both retired today, like who had a better career? Who had the better career? And I mean, again, you Vaughn know. Miller had the better career. Aaron Donald just had the more dominant career. That's fair. That's why I say, like, I, that's why I'm, that's where the, the the topic came from was like, Aaron Donald. No matter what he like, unless unless Aaron Donald pushes out another ten years and can get to the sack record, mm-hmm. he's gonna kind of always go down as like the most dominant of all time, mm-hmm. but not the best of all time. And he's doing these all through double and triple teams. But that's the thing, though. It's like that's something you gotta remember. Is like 
when that when it comes down to it, when we get to like Hall of Fame voting and like after he's retired and we're looking at legacies, nobody's going to talk about that type of stuff. I know. Because how many times has Michael Jordan double teamed in his career versus LeBron? You know what I mean? Like I think thirteen more times. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's just an average. What a scrub this AD guy is too. Doesn't even have his number retired by the team. Yeah, I'll take a beer. Can I have the uh, the the bear one? Bur- um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, there there's no debate that Aaron Don. I mean, especially right now. I mean, we we joked about it with like the defensive player of the year stuff, which one of his is a sham. But uh, <laughs> um, I no. Here's the thing, and it, it's not taking anything away from Aaron Donald, but I I do I will agree. I think T.J. Watt deserved it last year. Yeah, I think T.J. Watt should be a two time defensive player of the year. And and looking and I I forget who the players were in discussion. I looked back at it right at the end of the regular season. I remember looking back at it and I remember being very upset that Aaron Donald was being considered a finalist for last year. Or this year. for this year, I didn't think yeah. that he deserved to be a finalist for it this year. I agree. I don't know if he was when they did the voting. I don't know, like because like, like when they do the vo- when they announce it, they always kind of like say like it's like yeah. the Oscars, like oh, and the finalists yeah. are you know, but like. I don't think he did. He didn't deserve it this year to be a finalist. I agree. There were a lot of players that I think thought deserved it more. I mean, here's the thing. I don't give a shit. We've talked about it on the show before. I don't give a shit what the negative numbers are. In my opinion, if we're talking about Defensive Player of the Year for the 2021 season, Trayvon Diggs deserved it more than Aaron Donald. I don't give a fuck how many yards and touchdowns you give up. Getting that many interceptions is not something that just happens. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I don't care how many tip interceptions there were, whatever. You, you don't get that many interceptions off of just being lucky. It doesn't happen. How many interceptions did he have? Eleven. Eleven. Double digits. Oh, it's 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 impressive it's great. beyond Absolutely. belief. Absolutely. Yes, I'm sure five or six of them were luck, but there was also skill involved in some of those interceptions. If you go I back and watch the footage. So, to, at the end of the day, to finish with eleven, I, like to me. That deserved to be in the T.J. Watt discussion. Now, did he deserve it? No, absolutely not. Did not deserve it. Because he gave up so many yards and blah, blah, blah. Like, all that shit counters into it. But I just think that, like, Aaron Donald's going to be one of those players who's, as long as he's putting up above 13 sacks. It's like Tom Brady in the MVP race. Right. Like, it's just always going to be he's a guarantee. It's always going to be in there. It's always going to be a guarantee. Like, like Aaron Rodgers in the MVP yeah. race. It's just always going to be guaranteed. Yeah. Um, and... and- and it's it's, not it's earned. Away, right, it's it's not earned. To, it's not to take away from what he's done in his career. His career earns him that spot, but every season doesn't. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? I All agree right. with that. Okay. So, moves on. That being said, he sucks. Let's. <laughs> he's a fucking garbage. Moving on to the next one. He's a dirty fucking player, though. Yeah, did you see him push Burrow out of bounds like he that? Was trying to, <laughs> he was trying to choke. <laughs> the thing was, was, here's the deal. I don't give a fuck if it was a clean hit or not. We, we established that we thought it was clean. Yeah. I don't care if it's clean Clean-ish. or not, though. The offensive lineman is always going to come over to protect his quarterback. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter. And then Aaron Donald's just like, no, I'm just going to choke you. No, he got choked in that. He was going to, he started choking. You can go watch the footage. Aaron Donald put his hands on his head. Aaron Donald's a dirty fucking player. He's what they call a Damakasu. No, no, he's not that dirty, but he definitely rep- he definitely resembles Oh, my God. Damakasu pissed me off so much. Sue's not that dirty anymore. Game. Huh? Sue got older. He, he matured. No. He just, just couldn't stop. He was playing with Brady, and the guy was like, cut that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on. One more Aaron Donald facet. Uh, I'd like to get okay. into just real quick. 
Do you do you subscribe to the fact that Aaron Donald's the best player in the NFL right now? No. Kyle, tell us why it's TJ Watt. I'm not gonna say it's TJ Watt. <laughs> I know. But I don't think he's the best player in the NFL. Now this is a very hard thing to argue because it, it, how do you weigh sacks? I, I think versus... it's I think it's very uh, subjective. It's whatever you it, value more. It's very subjective. But like, so let's let's try to do it from the most unbiased standpoint. Don't value anything more. Then, like, don't value passing touchdowns more than sacks. Don't value passing yards more than tackles for loss. What mean like the bias standpoint comes from what means more: fifteen sacks or thirty-five touchdowns, passing touchdowns. What means more: ten plus receiving touchdowns or so? You know what I mean? Like, like those sorts of things. Like, but so from from because really all we have to base it off of is you can either go one hundred percent subjective subjective and go off a talent standpoint. Or you can go off of a statistical standpoint. You can't really mix the both. Are are we doing this on the premise that Tom Brady's gone? Like we're sure. assuming the so retirement let, is is real. Right. So now that Tom Brady's retired, because he'd be the answer, right? Is Aaron, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't like saying it, but he'd be the answer, 1, right? <laughs> he put up his best stats ever. Um, I mean, so now that Tom Brady's retired, is, is Aaron Donald the best overall football player in the NFL? I still say no. And I and I think it's Patrick Mahomes. So you want to know something? I was gonna say that, but I thought Kyle would yell at me for it. <laughs> so my gut would have been Mahomes until this year. This was yes. the first year that I felt that the edge wasn't there for him. He became human, right? And it's something he could turn around. He could throw fifty touchdowns this coming year. Who knows? Maybe but, I feel like but Do- you, he exposed the human element this year. Yeah, Donald, I feel has not ever really suffered that. You know, no matter what, he seems to always be, you know, a, a leader in sacks, a guy who's always, like, up for, hey, this guy's going to be defensive player of the year or not. Uh, you know, it's perhaps it's the sample size. You know, that that, that is a, di- a difference, but... No, 2016, he only had eight sacks. So, yeah. I, I, look at, I look at the season Mahomes had this year, where, you know, he had that he real... All the games, too. He had that really rough skid, you know, where he was throwing, he threw a lot of picks, and... um. I think the way he was able to turn it around and and really come within a few so. plays of the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, they they were right there, uh, you know, going to what it would have been his third straight Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. Um I don't know. I I I think it, it's tough because how do you compare like a defensive tackle who, you know, he's not calling the plays on the defense. And we just said he has one of two jobs. And both of them involve run forward. Um, I don't know how you compare that to a quarterback that, and, and not just specifically Mahomes, any quarterback that has to run the offense. Well, I think the it, way it's you, just a hard thing to compare. I think the way you would look at that is from the standpoint of what. So Massey, without looking it up, because I, I can't like look up all these stats that quick. But so Massey, Aaron, who is in Aaron Donald's career? Who is he pass rushed with that would be considered elite? Like has that anybody, would be considered elite. Has anybody had like elite pass rushing seasons with him? Robert Quinn? Had his twenty sack year with him in two thousand sixteen. Okay. Um Did Sue have a big year with him? <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't, I don't, I don't, he led the league and kicked groins. <laughs> I don't believe Did Chris Long have any of his better years with Aaron Donald or were those before Donald? 
Those are before Donald. Okay. Uh, Chris Leonard, L- Leonard Floyd is, I mean, I think we can all agree. Leonard Floyd, he's definitely getting a, the Rams are better exposing his talents than the Bears ever did, but he's definitely benefiting from playing with Donald. Yeah, he's having the Dante Fowler effect. Okay, so, and this is this is definitely something from a standpoint that it's like, it's a big what if, there's a subjectiveness to it. We've seen what, Aaron Donald has done what Aaron Donald has done for seven straight years. Seven straight years? He's eight. been an all-pro for eight years or seven years? Eight. Eight? No, seven. He's had seven, he's seven all-pros. He's only been in the league for eight years. Not an all pro all eight. He has seven all pros. Okay. So for seven straight years, he's been the best of the best. And he's had many of pass rushing partners in those seven years. Do we think, and this is just a question, I'm not arguing that he would or wouldn't be, is Patrick Mahomes the same quarterback if we give him a scrub lineup of receivers and, and tight ends? I if we take away the Hills and the Kelseys and we, we, we substitute him with just a grouping of wide receiver twos and a, and a tight end two. Give him the... If we give him... Raiders. Yeah. No, because Hunter Renfro... Yeah, that's true. Of, Hunter Renfro will have 40 <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> that's true. And Darren um, Waller. So I think... Darren Waller's overrated. To answer your yeah, question... Yeah, Mahomes would be good. I think... Ravens receiving core? Oh, no, Mark Andrews. Well, regardless of the, the, the receiving core is running Dolphins? Backs, I think Mahomes is great at buying time. He's a guy who you make plays. I just think the numbers wouldn't be as gaudy without the, the yes. Mahomes. You know, I, I don't know. He wouldn't be an MVP decision, so, conversation so every year. I mean, not. Put, him, put him on the Jets, right? Mm-hmm. Put him on the Jets. I think he makes him still a playoff team. I, I bet you, you know. the Jets make the playoffs, and he still is around 4,000 passing yards. Okay, you know, thirty eight hundred to four hundred. Right. Um, so he's an elite all time great. I, I I think he is, but it's still it's it's not the you know so like Patrick Patrick Mahomes is pretty much already guaranteed a top five quarterback spot of all time, unless barring injury that ruins his career, he's just going to be a top. Five I, quarterback I think all time. I, I would say he's on pace. Yeah, I would I would think that. I mean, if you're going to take the Jets team and make them, and you're gonna you're gonna figure out a way to for, throw for four thousand yards because that's the, the I, I think I think there's really only a few quarterback that we've seen that could take you know take a team the, the jet and and do that and it would be Brady Mahomes and Rodgers. Well, I mean, so that's the thing though that that's my argument that that would be like my argument against Mahomes would be that you can't put him in that discussion because you've never seen him play without elite talent fair. on the offensive side. Because is, is anybody going into any season ever said Tyreek Hill's not a top 10 wide receiver? Uh, only his first year. Right. And is, <laughs> is anybody saying Travis Kelsey's not a top 10 tight end? No. no. So not even, like, not again, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes couldn't do that with the Jets receiving core, but there's nothing to argue that he could. Right. That's right? True. It, it's a speculation. It's yeah. 1,000 speculation. Tom Brady, we've seen do it. Yeah. We've seen Tom Brady do over it time and, and over time again. again. Right. Yeah. Son of a bitch. We kind of, we kind of, we've kind of seen Aaron Rodgers do it. I mean, he's like we, we talked about it with Man, the first. I well, he made he made Adams <laughs> to what he is. He made Adams to what he is, but he also inherited really good receivers. Yeah. Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and well, like, like after they all Donald left, Driver. he just had Donald Adams. Driver. But in the beginning, Adams was not that good. He, he had dropped a lot, a lot of, of passes. Had a lot of drops. Um. I don't, it, it's, you know, we we joke about it where every year, you know, the the every year the MVP is a quarterback. It should just be a quarterback award, and, and to me, you know, they're they're the most important player on the field. Um, so I I don't know how you can compare, you know, a, a defensive lineman. I don't know, like I I don't know how you can like. Well, you can't, but that's part of the fun of sports. Yeah, even I mean. How, look how at it, do look at it in the NBA? How do all pros work? 
So like for is it defensive line or do they have like two defensive line spots and then defensive two end? defensive tackles two defensive ends mm-hmm. and they run it like a four three yeah defensive standpoint it's a four three okay from an offensive standpoint it's five offensive so, line running back so that that's kind of, I mean is is that so. something else to look at where who's his competition at the defensive tackle spot to like Patrick challenge Koch, him for all Gino Watkins Chris well, Gino Watkins. Joe Atkins is like 57 years old. Well, I mean, he was still good when Donald started rocking but, his all-pro. But that's what I'm saying. Like, So uh, so there's two spots. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, who's really competing? You know, it's not like a defensive end where every year there's those premier edge rushers. And Well, I understand that, but at the same point, you can make the argument from a quarterback standpoint, every year there's a quarterback that comes out and plays at an all-pro level that hasn't before. Yes. I mean, Gardner Minshew this year. But and turn his mic. <laughs> As a member, but like this year, like from an All Pro standpoint, like there's there's zero. There, I think there's a zero percent argument that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league this year. That's fair. Zero percent. I don't think you can even make that. I think if you make that argument, you're either a Patrick Mahomes fan or a Chiefs fan. Yeah, and that's the bias behind it. But uh, I, what I mean, so like, I'm just curious who you rate over him. I'm just curious who you rate from over him. this past year, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, going into year. next year. No, 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 I'm saying from an all-pro standpoint. Oh, oh, year. oh, oh, gotcha, okay. Um, and Tom Brady for next year. But, but what I mean is, like, if you look at any, if you look at any season, you We're know, because how course. many, how many quarterbacks get an all? Just one all-pro quarterback, right? Two. Is it two? Is it yeah. two? Oh, okay. For the first team, there's two. Do they do AFC NFC? Or does it not matter? I thought it's no, because all pro is one team. Yeah, right, yeah. Why well, did it? We didn't like why pick two? I I, so I, I, I thought it was one. Because don't they like pick one roster? You it's know, one and, quarterback. and then there's the second team. It's qu- so quarterback, running back, tight end, three wide receivers, five offensive linemen, two edge, two interior linemen, three linebackers, two corners, two safeties. So that's the thing. I mean, kicker, if punter, kick return, punt return, special teamer, and long snapper. If if you look at it for a first team All Pro for quarterbacks, you know there there's always going to be. We'll call it what at at a minimum five guys that can earn that spot. You know, what I mean, expect well, this past season. You know, going into the year, you'd figure Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, Allen, Wilson. You know, just yeah. to you know, so so you already have you know elite guys fighting. Where at the defensive tackle spot, I mean, who who else is is there to really push? Well, that's the thing, though. But, like, but again, there's, so there's two spots. So there's two guys. Well, you got. But I'm saying, but you got to think about it, though. You got to think about it, though, from a defensive tackle standpoint. Aaron Donald's consistently getting it because he's doing everything that a defensive tackle is supposed yeah. to do, plus getting ten plus sacks. Yes. But so, that's what I mean. So, like, who who's pushing him that would take his defensive tackle All Pro spot? But the or or, or the going problem, into a year, who's the guy that could be like, all right, he's going to take you know. There's probably thirty de- <coughs> defensive tackles that push him from a from a defensive tackle stand standpoint, but Aaron Donald does something above the defense defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So like like from it, it's it's like saying like Patrick Mahomes is in an unfair situation against Josh Allen because Josh Allen's going to rush for seven touchdowns. I mean, if Josh Allen rushes for nine hundred yards, and Lamar Jackson, if either of them rush for nine hundred yards and seven touchdowns, those are numbers Patrick Mahomes is, has an unfair advantage against. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do that. No other defensive tackle is going to get 10 sacks. Aaron Donald's going to do that. That's like his thing. So, like, 
like the everybody kind of, every position kind of has like that thing. It's like the, the running back position, like going into the running back thing. Like Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy and going to play the full season, is always going to have the leg up on the All Pro running back thing before the season even starts because he's going to catch a thousand yards with the balls. Like that's going to happen. No other running back's going to do that. And from an All Pro standpoint, it's it's strictly just All Pro. It's like best, right? It's like the best at the position. Yeah, for that year. So it's kind of it's like DeForest Buckner too. <laughs> Massive. Just shut up. Yeah. Alright, so we'll move on from that. Okay. Next topic. Do you guys think I'm handsome? Yes. Always. You're hot. I don't know. I think he's gasoline here. Yeah. Alright. So Mox was unbelievable. Kyle's was super <laughs> unbelievable. But thank you, Massey and Kendall. You're welcome. Alright. I have well, stick with, uh, well, actually, I'll just say, Kendall, football or basketball? Let's do some basketball. Right, so, on the football side of things, <laughs> LeBron James, wide receiver, tight end. <laughs> this is more of a, like, more of like a hot topic thing, I guess, or whatever. Devin Hester belongs in the Hall of Fame before Julian Edelman does. Yes. I saw that. But, uh, all right, Massey, why? Devin Hester was the most feared special teamer in history. There was nobody else. I can sum it up better. Go ahead. If you're the best of all time at your position, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He does. There's no question. Name, name a better name a better returner. I, I'm not saying there is. No, no, I'm saying no. I'm not saying it's you specifically. I'm saying name a better returner. You can't. He broke a return record from a defensive touchdown machine. Like he he broke the special teams return touchdown in like a second year. Right. He was just chasing Deion Sanders, who had who did punt kick returns and had pick sixes. He had a third thing to help him get that that number. And you know the thing is the way they changed the rules. I don't really see how you can beat that record. It just it's it's so different. It's an unbeatable record. It's, at this just, point. it's, it's how it, and it's not I a detriment. I watched the Devin Hester highlight today, which was pretty funny. It was his first year they were playing the Rams, mm-hmm. and it was when they because he was originally drafted as a corner, and he gave up a touchdown to somebody on the Rams with like. Three minutes gone in the first quarter. Like the Rams were marching on the field. Mm-hmm. Devin Hester gave up like a 14 yard post route for a touchdown. Wide open. The guy was just wide open. <laughs> and the Rams were just going crazy. And then they kicked off. And then Devin Hester just ran it back for a touchdown. <laughs> and then ran another kickoff for a touchdown right after that. <laughs> and it's, it's not a detriment against Hester because the rules are different. Absolutely not. No. It's just the, the NFL, for a reason, well, for players' safety, blah, 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 whatever, they, they change it. So, you know, it, there will be other Edelmans. Great well, player. Julian, be other, Edel- Julian Edelman's standpoint for the Hall of Fame case is, I think we can all agree, it, it comes off of rings. Yeah. yeah. Julian, Edelman, Julian Edelman has no Super Bowls. He's not a Hall of Famer, and there's no question about it. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I mean, granted, he had one of the best cut catches in Super Bowl history. He got an MVP off of it, too. Right, but, but without... He, he should have more than one Super Bowl MVP. But with, without his rings, and albeit he has them, but without his rings, it's, it's guaranteed he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Off of his stats alone. Just off his stats. Even if you include his playoff stats, he's not a Hall of Famer. I agree. We've had that conversation on the show. Yeah. yeah. I'll stand by, and this goes with like, because we've had, the, there's been the conversation in the past with punters and kickers. If you're the best, if you're considered the best, like when Justin Tucker retires, should he be a Hall of Famer? Yes. Why should Justin Tucker be a Hall of Famer, but not Devin Hester? So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I've. Met, I mean, is there, is there a camp out there that Hester shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? Oh yeah, there's a huge I, camp. I haven't seen it. That's there's a I'm huge asking. camp because the way he impacted the game wasn't traditional. It was he, 
yeah, he put up he put up return touchdowns and whatever. But what did he do outside of that? He had seven. He had what was the record? Seventeen or sixteen? Seventeen. The record was seventeen. So he has eighteen career return touchdowns. What the fuck else did he do outside of that? He's got what twenty five receiving touchdowns, maybe that might be high. I'll look it up. I'll look up the stats. Yeah, I mean, he's I got, say because he was a pretty whatever yeah. receiver. He's got a handful, you know, of, of touchdowns receiving. You know, his offensive stats are kind of you know sub subpar. Right. Outside but, of the return game, yeah, his stats are are, are laughable. So from oh six to eighteen, he's got. So he hold for punt. Re- he's got fourteen punt return touchdowns uh, and five kick return touchdowns for eighteen total, which is the record for return touchdowns. Which will never be broken. Right. He also so also opened up a Super Bowl with one, which is kind of cool. From 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 a receiving standpoint, over the course of his career, two hundred and fifty five receptions. For 3,300 yards. Man, I thought you were going to say 253 yards. That was <laughs> 255 for 3,316 touchdowns. And so, I've had more than that this year. 36 rushes. No, he didn't. He had, he, he had more than 3,300 yards? No, 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 no. Touchdowns. Oh. Yeah, but like. He had more than 16 touchdowns in the regular season? I think he had 17. Well, no, Hester shouldn't be punished for other teams not having a designated returner for he- years and no. years. No, and if the. Don't sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go if ahead. If the Bears use Hester like the Falcons use Patterson, I think his numbers would be way better. Because that those, perhaps, they're, they're, yeah. they're kind no, of the same player. They, they tried no. Hester suffered for a long time in that speed threat role with Rex Grossman at quarterback who couldn't throw the deep ball. He had sixteen this year. So fuck you. So Hester's better let, than Cup. Let me preface <laughs> all time in his position, Hester's better than Cup. Yeah. Now, fuck you. Let me preface that I think Hester should be in, and and I hope that he gets in. He will. Um, he better fucking get in. There were a lot of people that were really up, like not Bears fans, like analysts and stuff. That they were very upset that he didn't get in first ballot. I am too. They thought he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer because he's the best of all time at his position. He holds a record. It, it, that's the other thing too. Is like there was somebody that said that little, he better but, get in the first ballot. Right, but I'm saying like that was the thing, like. He wasn't. It's not like a subjective best of all time. He's he's yeah. factually the best of all time. Like that. There's no subjectiveness to it. He's just the best of all time. Um. So, I mean, I don't know from a standpoint. Like, I didn't really look at the stats of all the players. Like th- this class, if you look at it, it's a lot of players that we're not super familiar with. I tell you, they not, and I was like, I don't even know who any of these right. guys so are. Like, it, it, like without looking at the stats. Like yes, it's easy to be mad at it, but like at the same time, you got to look at like other things. Like, the rings matter, stuff like that. All pros, things like that. But so uh, I was going to say, I mean, I, I do think Hester should be in the Hall of Fame. Four-time Pro Bowl, three-time. If, if you were to look over, and you're like He's a three-time <coughs> All Pro. Sorry, I'm just giving you yep. some other things. Four-time Pro Bowl, three-time All Pro, which from a returner standpoint is kind of, I would say, it's kind of disappointing from his standpoint because. Right. There was only one person that was comparable. Dante Hall. Yeah. Yeah. And then the thing that I think made me the most upset about it was that the Hall of Fame did a team. They did like best of all time for decades. And he was the best of all time from the 2000s mm-hmm. for the whole course of the whole year. And he played so, for four years in that decade. He played for four years and he was considered the best of all time in the 2000s. So all that, <laughs> all that means to me is that like, you know, they, they, 
didn't value what he did enough to make him first. I, I would bet money that he's in next year. I think he deserves it. I yes. think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I so, think he deserves to be a first But the ball. question was, do you think he deserves it more than Julian Edelman? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That I, was the that was the topic I said. I personally don't even think Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer. He'll be in. I, I just be personally in. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. And and it, it's tough because and it's tough only because of Edelman's Super Bowl performances. That that's really the only That's what he's got going on. for. Yeah, that's the and, only string to his bow. But I mean Edelman always had like Blame big bow. big games in the postseason. But really, I mean the the we talked about the game he had in the Atlanta Super Bowl was huge and he had one of the you know, craziest catches we've seen. Yep. And he should have also been, I, I think it was the Seattle Super Bowl. He should have been the MVP of that one Hogan as well. Hogan was the one who went off during that Super Bowl, I thought. Edel, Edelman, I remember, had two big-time oh, Super Bowl, and, and I think it was the Seattle one. Um, But, I mean, that that's going to be what cements Edelman. I mean, his, his legacy from the NFL is that he, he when the playoffs started, I mean, he he always had big games in the playoffs. Um, if if you look at Hester, like we we're saying, you know, he had what'd you say, eighteen receive uh, return, eighteen return total? touchdowns, none, none, none of them defensive, all okay. special teams. So, if you look at like a grand scheme, you're like, all right, he had eighteen touchdowns. Like that doesn't leap out at you, but when you when you think about what that is, you know, he he played how many years? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. yeah. So that means. He averaged more than one return touchdown a season. That's that's like insane. Yeah, you know, like that. That's a big deal. But um, and just just to kind of add to it because we we've talked about it. We're, we're in the discussion. We're in the camp. His career for Who's, kick return, oh, okay. Devin Hester. For punts, it it seems pretty low. But his career average per return is eleven point seven, so about twelve yards per return. But that's also due to a lot of time. His time in Atlanta was really low. Devin Hester was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he, he broke the record. He broke the record. That's why he did the Deion Sanders dance. Yeah, yeah. Did he? We watched Paul and I watched anyway. No, he never actually played in Seattle. No, no. He signed there in the. He office, like went and there went to Atlanta. Um. Yeah, he went there. Oh, sorry, no, no, no. He played. He did. He did play in Seattle. His la- He 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 played in Atlanta. Then he played twelve games his final year. He played uh, uh, played games for Baltimore and Seattle. I played for Baltimore. I didn't know that. I, I did know. That. So in those last that. years, those were. But like he had years where he averaged. He had a year where he averaged twenty yards per return on punts. His career return yardage for kick returns. His career yardage for kick return average is twenty five. 25 yards per return. That's a lot. Yeah, and you got to remember, when he was playing... That's a kick, quarter of the field. But you got to remember, when, when when back then, though, player, kickers weren't consistently kicking out of the end zone. No, they were kicking, they were kicking like, into the end zone. Yeah. But even still, if you're fielding it halfway through the end zone, you're setting your team up at the 20 guarantee, which is what, at the time, is touchback. Yeah, so no matter... Per, basically, every return... Because <laughs> the 25-yard thing is very new. That's after having Devin Hester stopped. So... On average, he was pretty much setting up his team at touchback range or better, which is insane. That's and, insane to think about. And it's about. a thing with the rule changes. No one's no one's ever gonna just 
not that there isn't guys talented to do it, because I, I, I think there are talented return guys, but they're just not going to have the opportunity. In 2013, he had... In 2013... There were four people in the NFL on the offensive, or sorry, six people on the offensive side of the ball that recorded more offensive yards than he had kick return yards on the season. He had fifteen hundred and eighty-six return yards, just off kickoffs. Yeah. Add, add punts into it; it's up to seventeen hundred, which only one player did better than for total yards. Calvin? No, no. Calvin Johnson was a bust. What What year uh, did you say? Thirteen. It was a minor tumor. Oh, cool. <laughs> it wasn't. I got you. It was the other season. Yeah, but I think he's a Hall of Famer. I, I, that's that the, the question. Is he? Does he deserve it more than Edelman does? Yes, I, th- yes. I think so. I, I'm going to be. I'm. I'm on the fence. I. I mean, they. They both should be in. Um, Who deserves it more? I mean, for for me, I'm trying to cut you off. But it's no contest because there's not going to be another kick return specialist to have those numbers. There's going to be players. From now until forever, they're going to have stats similar to, to Edelman. Forever. The receiver, you know, c- category, is it's so, you know, when you when you boil it all down, there's more similarities than not. It's it just how it is. There's going to be guys like Edelman again. There's going to be guys that are, you know, dominant and playing Super Bowls. But, but remember, I mean, with the rule change, we don't even have – players don't even have the opportunity. But that's not the, Hester's fault. No, no, no. I'm not saying it is. But – um, you know, the, the guys now and in the future just won't have, you know, they, they're kicking off now from what, the 30? Well, that's why I preface, like, he shouldn't be penalized for he that shouldn't change be. in the rules. Well, shouldn't for be. That I think reason. the flip side, though, is if, if you're going to penalize Hester for that, not you saying you are, but it's like, if you're going to penalize Hester for that, you got to also factor in the, would Edelman be what he is if we didn't go to a pass-heavy offense like we are? Because Edelman, oh, no. Edelman played in the era of the pass-heavy offense. Yes. Yeah. Especially the, the the short game, he played with a quarterback that loved to throw yeah. passes under fifteen yards. Arguably and, and the be, best one to do that of all time. But well, Chad Pennington. But um, <laughs> but, but I'm saying, but like it was just like regardless, we're not going to get in the conversation of what Tom Brady is. But like, like Edelman did what he did. But like if Edelman if Edelman played from, you know, like if Devin Hester played from 2018 to 2030, would he do what he did? No. If Edelman played from 96 to 2008, would he do what he did? No. He wouldn't. There were a billion Julian Edelmans around that time. Austin Colley. There were so many. Wes Welker. Danny Amendola. Edelman has better numbers than Wes Welker does all time. Say it again, I'm sorry. Edelman has better numbers than Wes Welker. Wes Welker was the premier slot guy of that time. Edelman plays during that time. He's not a Hall of Famer. I don't care how many Super Bowls he wins. His stats would be so abysmal it wouldn't matter. Devin Hester, so it's like, you take, you know, like, because, like, that's what hurts Devin Hester is because we're in today's NFL where Devin Hester wouldn't succeed. But the, if you look at other eras of football, Julian Edelman wouldn't have succeeded. Yeah. I mean, you go back to the, you go back, if Julian Edelman was around from 86 to 95, he would be nobody. He'd be, in, he, he would have 300 yards a season. Because back then it was either you run the ball or you throw a deep. That's it. You Jerry either, Rice. You, yeah, you either throw it to Jerry Rice or you hand it off to Barry Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just fucking it. You either run the ball 196 yards a game or you throw for 338, which back then was like our 500 yarders. <laughs> so, all right. All right. So, move on to basketball. This one is not meant to be a shot. I want that to be known now, Kyle. James Harden. 
Yes. James Harden will help the 76ers become the best team in the East, but will not help them win a championship regardless of how long he's there. I can agree with that. Seems like you should fire off the next topic. I thought Kyle was going to argue more. <sighs> no, because I'm well, like, listen, I have never really been a big fan of James Harden. I really haven't. And the thing I, is, just, is like, just him coming to my team doesn't mean I'm going to fucking think he's the best player in basketball. There's a guy in the team that's well, better. Well, he did that with Bryce Harper. I yeah, say, I get it, okay? <laughs> I was going to say, history shows you do do but, that. Like, Bryce Harper, I knew he was that good. My problem, with, my, my, my problem with it, the Sixers are only going to be able to win a championship with Joel Embiid if they get, is if they get a player like Chris Paul. Yeah, I agree They need that. a player that does the majority of his damage without the ball in his hands. I agree. James Harden is going... Like, what, what Joel Embiid is doing this year is MVP caliber all-time great center numbers. Those numbers are going to go down as James Harden plays. Joel Embiid is not going... Joel Embiid is going to fall out of the MVP discussion once James Harden becomes a regular member of that team. Because James Harden needs the ball in his hands to create. James Harden isn't a catch-and-shoot guy. He's somebody that he gets the ball, he dribbles, he creates an ISO type of thing, and then he steps back and takes three. That's what James Harden does. In order to do that, you have to have X amount of possessions a game where Joel Embiid does not touch the ball. If Joel Embiid's not touching the ball, he's not a threat. Sorry, end of the day, but he's not a threat. Joel Embiid's not the center like Shaq was, where he's going to post up down low, and James Harden. And James Harden's also not the type of guard that's going to cut in, throw the ball up, and then Joel Embiid's going to go out and dunk it. That's like that's why Kobe and Shaq were so special. Because Kobe could get to the rim at will, no matter what he wanted to do, but he could also be unselfish about it and throw the ball just up in the air and be like, eh, Shaq's going to get this. And B's not that player. He's not that center. Harden's not that guard. So, they're the three seed in the East as of right now, coming out of the All-Star break. I think they very easily could become the number one seed in the East. I think the thing that is very funny about it is I think that the 76ers could become... James Harden could become a fate to his own problem. Yeah. And that is that I think that they very easily could face a play-in seed Kevin Durant team in the final in the, in the playoffs in the first round and get bounced. Mhm. Cuz Kevin Durant can very easily eliminate any team in the East. You're right. Especially especially if Ben Simmons is if Ben Simmons comes back and play can play his role correctly on that team now that they've added Gordon Dragic. That could be a big deal. I agree. I think Harden's the worst guy to have on your team. <laughs> I, I, I do. I mean, we talked about it in the car. Yeah. I, I do think that at this moment in time, I think Harden is the biggest locker room cancer there is. He's quit on two teams. Two teams in less than two years. That's a problem. That That's a big problem. And it's hard to argue that if the Sixers, let's just say the Harden and Bead thing doesn't work out right away and they finish as like a third or fourth seed in the East. Because the Heat are a force to be reckoned with, the Bulls are a force to be reckoned with, the Bucks are a force to be reckoned with. Those are all teams that could, you wouldn't be surprised if I told you, hey, you guys got Harden. Just so you know, I'm going to let you know, at the end of the season, any one of those teams are going to finish 1, 2, and 3. You wouldn't be surprised, would you? No. Would you be surprised if the Sixers finished 4th behind those teams? No, yeah. right? No, and that's not being, that's not shitting on the Sixers. Those are just, they're good teams. They're good, well-rounded teams. If they finish the 4 seed, they get bounced in the first round. There's nothing at this moment in time that says Harden doesn't say, yikes, this wasn't for me. I'll go test free agency. The only reason why I like that trade 
is because they didn't have to give up the two assets that I personally value the most. The biggest thing from that trade was they didn't give up Tyrese Maxey or Matisse Thybul. Yeah. That was big. Because regardless of what happens with James Harden or Joel Embiid down the line, those two are probably the building blocks of the Sixers' next process. Because, like, Joel Embiid is going to be there for a while. Right. Ben Simmons didn't fucking play. So you're not really missing anything from that. No. Seth Curry is a liability on defense. Yes, he can shoot the basketball. But, but you're getting a better version of that. Yes and no. I will say yes and no. And the only reason I say yes and no is you're getting a better shooter. Because he can, you're getting a better shot creator. Yeah. Not a better shooter. That's Probably I mean. on par shot. You're getting a better shot creator, better playmaker for himself. Better ISO player. But with Embiid... You kind of need more spot shooters than you need create their own shot. And then Drummond kind of hurts because we don't really have a backup center. But you can get a buyout center mm. and then figure that out. But that, I'll play. Yeah, you're not big enough, man. Yeah, uh, you can't play center. Plenty big. <laughs> no, you plenty can't. big. But like, Punching I get the balls it. is a T2 and you're out. Like, I get it. Everybody I get, gets one. I get why people That's are all afraid. Get. I get why people love it. But the big thing about it, yes, we get first round picks. Our first round picks are going to be in the 20s. Who gives a shit? They're usually bad at fucking drafting anyways. Yeah. I feel like those don't matter in the NBA at all. In the top five do. Other I, know, than that. I know that, but even then. like, yeah. But, like, the biggest thing about that trade is we didn't have to give up Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thot. Yeah. Real quick, Massey, as so, of tonight, did two teams from Ohio go to the Super Bowl? Did the, did the Browns make it to the Super Bowl tonight? What? Like a minute ago? Yes. They did, okay. Kendall's got to be the worst stand-up comedian in this room. <laughs> what? I was asking if Massey took a Man, dump. You just hurt him. And that was terrible execution. <laughs> but, like... Did you take a shit? No. Oh. I, I don't... <laughs> Here's the thing. I haven't... I, I, I like you the said Sixers. two Ohio teams. That's why I was confused. Cleveland and Cincinnati. The Browns. The Ravens were also once an Ohio team. This is true. Nope, they weren't no, the Rams. The there you Sorry. go. They weren't the Colts either. The Indianapolis Ohio Colts. Oh, Baltimore oh, Colts Cincinnati. became the Baltimore, or became the Cleveland Browns. No, no. sorry, no. Uh, the Cleveland Browns uh, became the Baltimore Ravens. The Cleveland Steamer. <laughs> you don't remember when the New England Patriots used to play football in Atlanta? Back when they were the Atlanta fucking Patriots. No, it was before my time. And before they were the Atlanta Patriots, they were the Washington D.C. John Revere's. <laughs> Paul Revere. Baltimore left for okay. Indianapolis. Paul Deere. Anybody oh, yeah. want to chime in with further up this conversation? The, the James Harden, regardless of how long he stays in Philadelphia, will not result in a championship for Philadelphia. The only thing I will say is that it's it seems like they swapped two players who didn't want to be where they were. and Right. They, I mean, two players that quit on their teams, they swapped. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, like, they're, they're both better franchises for it from the standpoint of they both got an asset that wants to play for them. Right. And I guess the interesting thing, and we were kind of discussing when we did the, the emergency show, is just that I think what Harden was looking for is he wanted to play with stars. And an interesting thing is that Embiid is not that type of guy who's going to play every day. He needs his rests. He's been uh, playing every day this year. Well, because he has to, though. No, I get it, but he's Ben. But, the, but right. that's because Ben's not there. Oh, I get it. I get it. 100%. Right. He'll I take do. more rest days now. Right. For sure. So, he hey, and, and, and hey do you get it? Fuck you, bud. <laughs> and in turn of that, you know, with, with those rest days, where does it, where does like the the power struggle begin? Where like 
Embiid has so, to be the guy with the ball in his hands. Where Harden has thing. to be the that's star. That's the thing. Is like, so, what you're saying is correct, but the way you're saying it is wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's just where I want to correct you. I'm not being an asshole. I no, no, listen. You. That's actually my M.O. From, no, <laughs> Fuck it, you, Kendall. It, from an NBA standpoint, like that was something that was like a, a legitimate issue when Kyrie Irving had games where he played. Because the power struggle was there because Kyrie Irving needs the ball. James Harden needs the ball. With Kevin Durant out, that was like a real thing. In Philadelphia, it's not going to be a power struggle from a standpoint of like, fuck you, fuck you. And B's going to be like, you do your thing. Harden's going to be like, you do your thing. But both of them can't do their thing effectively because it contradicts with what each other needs to do. Unless they figure it out, which I don't know. Right, and they can figure it out. I, I'm not saying they can't. I think they can figure it out. But I think when the playoffs come, because they're going to be a playoff team, when the playoffs come, and it's at the end of the day, if, if the Bucks and the Sixers meet up in the playoffs at any point, it's going to be Giannis and Middleton versus Harden and Embiid. Giannis and, and Middleton know what their role is when each other has the ball in their hands and when each other gets hot. Harden does not know what it's like to play with somebody. He really doesn't have an idea what it's like to play with somebody that needs the ball in their hands to be effective consistently. Durant wasn't healthy. Irving is not vaccinated. The big, the closest thing he's had to a, that star, though, was Chris Paul. And Chris Paul made Harden better because Chris Paul is a playmaker. Embiid is not a playmaker. So it's going to be a very big question as to what if. But we'll find out there's nothing to subscribe to the fact that Harden is what they need to go over the edge. Because Harden has, doesn't, has shown in the past, doesn't take what the, he doesn't have what it takes. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with anything. Also, I, I found this thing I'd like to just discuss real quick that I thought was funny. Uh, Tracy McGrady said this. James Harden has been on three teams in two years, puts on bodysuits, fakes injuries, and quits on teams. There is no way he can be accepted as a top five shooting guard ever in the history of this NBA or in the history of his career, regardless of what he accomplishes. His character is flawed, and all he really cares about is partying and quitting. And strip clubs. No, I think that falls in the party. But I, again, I don't care for James Harden. No, no, Kyle. No one's no one's aiming this at you. This is simply a topic discussion. That's right all now. it is. I'm not aiming this at you. I so, think that, that the was. 76ers are the worst franchise in history because they just traded for James Harden. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to say that to Kyle's face. Kyle, can you come over here? I don't feel like getting up. Mass, you got lucky that Kawhi played with you for one year. <laughs> hey, while, while you're at it, can you say that? Can you say that TJ Watt is the Philadelphia 76ers of <laughs> You know that's not true. It is. His brother's better. JT Watt. No, JT Watt. He hasn't come out yet. But he's, <laughs> that guy's gonna be an all-time great. His parents just gave birth to another kid. Have I, you ever thought of something during a conversation? Like, oh, I got to say this, forgot about it, yep. and then realized it later. Yep. <laughs> We're going to go real quick. We're going to go back to the LT versus Aaron Donald debate. Oh, here we go. No, no, no. It no, 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 no. good. I think that, like, I was going to attribute it to LT will be the best defensive player of all time, even after Aaron Donald's career, regardless of what Aaron Donald does for the rest of his career. Similar to in the way that, like, Gronkowski will be the best tight end of all time. Because Gronkowski put up the numbers, but the blocking, like, was always elite. That type of thing. I meant to say that earlier. All right. So I would like you guys to try to weigh in as best you can, but this is really for Kyle. Just because we don't have consistent basketball watchers in the room. You know, me and Kendall used to watch about 10 minutes of basketball every Wednesday night. Yeah, and then he would jerk off together. 
And it would usually turn to watching South Park. Bad, bad, bad people. But we were consistent. We did it for a while. <laughs> Got about four weeks in. It was, it was longer that. than that. That's not a while. We just said it was longer than four weeks. The joke was four weeks. <laughs> it was more like ten. <laughs> All right. This one's biased towards me, but I would like to get opinions. The Coming... Bulls are red, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of the All-Star break, the Chicago Bulls are currently tied for first in the East. DeMar DeRozan is playing an MVP caliber basketball. Io DeSumo is playing rookie of the year candidate basketball at the time from a playmaking standpoint. He's doing everything. With current players getting starting time like Io DeSumo, Kobe White, Javante Green, the addition of Tristan Thompson, and then having players off the bench like Derek Thompson, uh, Tony Bradley Jr., and Troy Brown Jr. Who's the first guy? Which one? Derek Thompson? Oh, Derek Jones Jr., sorry. Okay, I didn't know who that was. Derek Jones Jr., Tony Bradley Jr., and Troy Brown. Once the Bulls get Caruso, which they're slated to do before the end of the season, the Bulls will get back Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball, Patrick Williams, and then Zach Levine. Going into the playoffs, assuming a full health squad, the Bulls will be undeniably the most deep team the NBA has seen in years. Yes. Because so figure from a standpoint, if the Bulls are fully healthy going into the playoffs with their roster, you figure Lonzo at the one, Levine at the two, DeRozan at the three, Patrick Williams at the four. If if, if he's earned enough time and minutes and whatever, Vucevic at the at the five. Coming off the bench, you would have Io Desumu, Alex Caruso, Kobe White, Tristan Thompson, Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr. Tony Bradley and Troy Brown. Yeah. They like not deep from like a oh like there's talent all the way depth but ready to play depth. Yeah. The only other team that could give it any run for the money is the Suns. That's it. I'm not saying that they're better. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm just saying. The reason I bring it up is the the bull. If they and this is it's entirely based off of coming into the season healthy or the postseason healthy, but you you would have three starters or three players that started a lot of games immediately coming off the bench. Off yeah. The bench. Yeah. yeah. Kobe White has been putting up ridiculous three-point numbers off the bench. Io DeSumo has been coming off with great playmaking. And then you would have Javante Green, who's just everywhere. I mean, he's a fucking mm-hmm. – he's an energy shot, just everywhere. Then with big, man, big men like Tristan Thompson for rebounding, Tony Bradley Jr. for defense – uh, Derek Jones Jr. for spark offensive abilities, Alex Caruso for spark defensive capabilities. The the Bulls would be just the deep. They would be the deepest team because they would have a starting five that yep. would come out to start the game. But at any point in time, they'd you have mix and match they'd have th- they'd have they could have two of those starters on the floor all the time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be the all the guys. I'm just agreeing with you guys, but there's something to be said for the the plug and play. And all those guys, you know, have experience in different, you know, squads through the time that, hey, you know, even though like the, the chemistry of, oh, we, we've played 82 games together already, it doesn't have to be there because you have enough experience that, oh, hurry up. Uh, that, <laughs> uh, that it, it's the ultimate, I mean, 
Regardless of what if he fell on the stairs like right now? <laughs> be so funny. Be so he loud. fell. He fell twice at disc golf. Oh, we were talking about it earlier. So loud. So we'd, so be, we'd be so late to tend to him. Like, are, are you all right? I wouldn't right? even go over right? there. Right? And then, you know, I'll get up. Yep. Exactly. But uh, it just what I imagine happening is that he would fall and he would land like on his shoulders backwards at the base of the stairs, roll under this cabinet that's here. That I know the viewers <laughs> can't see it, but his legs would get stuck and he'd be stuck in this like upside down <laughs> position. And I, I just have to, I just envision Mock would go over and frap him. As he should. <laughs> My God, how loud that is! Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what happens when you eat nothing but zesty sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Piss mayonnaise for days. That was him shitting. That was not. I mean, the, the guy just, like, pees powdered lemonade. Like, what? That wouldn't be loud. Hey, did you guys hear a sink? No. <laughs> Have you ever? <laughs> do you wash your hands? No. <laughs> you know what, though? I appreciate him not lying. Yeah. You should stroke Mock's beard. You know what the problem is? Is that, that he'll do shit like that. He'll try and rub your fucking face and get mad when you tell him not to. Got 30 bucks. Cop, 30 bucks, you, you rub his beard. I'm just going to kiss him later. I can tell you that I'll frap you harder than you've ever been frapped. Yeah, you have to find it first. <laughs> Fair. You lost, Mark. You just lost. I, I know the area <laughs> at which they're at. Yeah, his tits. He's going to make meatballs with his hands. <laughs> no, sorry, taquitos. <laughs> There's a reason I only eat a Burger King on Sundays. Um. All right. We got one last quick topic. Hey, did, can I tell you guys how much happier I am now that there's no football on Sundays? Yeah. You know how much happier I'll be when the fucking MLB decides to get their head out of their ass? So, I'm, I'm just trying to kind of like, so football has become stressful. My least favorite sport. It's become my least favorite sport. I, I, I know that's not the popular opinion here. Um, but it, it just, I struggle with it. It, it. it consumes so much of your time. Yep. It, I don't get excited. For, like I, I watch the Bears games, but I don't watch like that's how I am with sports. Like I don't, I don't really go out of my way to watch other NBA games. I keep up with what's going on. I watch scores. I look at highlights. I listen to to, to podcasts of, of games that have happened and stuff. And I know it's different than watching the games. I get that. I'll subscribe to that forever. Watching an NBA game is totally different than hearing a recap of it. Um, but I'll do that with basketball. I'll do that with hockey. I'll do it with baseball. I can't do it with football. I just don't care. I just don't care anymore. So. It's funny, like football, I remember, you know, when we were younger, we'd all sit at someone's house, whatever, and watch, you know, one o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock game. Um, I mean, now there's just too much to, time to do. That. That's right. There's just too much to do. So, I mean, I, I always make time to watch the Giants. Um, and, and if, you know, something's happening, I can sit and watch any game. But, you know, I don't go out of my way to watch a fucking, you know, Bills. I don't even remember the last time I missed a Rams game. It was during the 2016 season. I don't know, I, I'm they, always off on Sundays. When they were Sundays, very missable. So, uh, we played, very easy we to played miss them. Green Bay in Green Bay. Tremaine Johnson picked off Aaron Rodgers for the first time at home in, I think, four years. And then still lost. Didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I make oh, the time to watch Giants games. <laughs> Um, oh, and you know, we watch Monday, the Monday games on the show and, and whatnot, but, but it's on. that's what I mean. But like, I, I used to watch a lot more. I'll, I'll always go back and I always look at like, you know, at least the results oh, and yeah. then same thing. We read the headlines and so on, but I, I, I mean, I just don't have like the time to sit and watch football for There's so much shit to do nine hours on a Sunday. 
Well, the thing too is like for me, like football's just become exhausting because it's just it's just nonstop coverage. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's the only sport that's a twelve month season. There's no off time. So I'll be honest, like that that side doesn't bother me. It it really doesn't. I mean, I know some people like you get the burnout. To me, that that doesn't bother me. It's it's just it's it. it I hate it because it's just they, they force it down your yeah. throat when there's nothing to talk about. Yep. For me, realistically, for me, there's nothing to talk about in the NFL after the Super Bowl before preseason, other than the actual combine itself and the draft itself. So you want to know what combine's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Not this year's. No, they already... Did they change it? They changed it. <laughs> did they? I didn't see the announcement for it. Did you hear about that at all? There, there, there's no more bubble. They were having like a big time like bubble, like COVID protocol thing. Yeah, and all 150 All the players were going to just show up and just do like the medical exam and that's it. Like, oh yeah, here we go with the 40 yard... De- oh, no one's running. <laughs> no, they changed. There's no bubble. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Man, if they all got COVID now? <laughs> they, should, they should all do it on the Wii Fit board. Kendall's been trying to find one of those for a while. I got him one. Yeah, he tracked it down. Wasn't far from where Connoisseur was. Kendall was just like, I was like, uh, I was like, hey, what are you trying to get Rebecca for her birthday? He was like, I'm truly he, trying to find her a Wii Fit board. I found, I found him one two blocks you. from his house. He he broke it. No, she, I don't care. He paid for it. Peed she, on it. She used it. I, I didn't do. I just found it for him. He paid for it and everything. He peed on it. All right. Went to the guy's house. We had some taquitos. It was great. <laughs> oh, you got it from Kyle. Uh, <laughs> that was good. He had one inflation. He had a. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uno. They wear pajama pants? Yes. That's probably your fucking cold. <laughs> Those are hospital pants. <laughs> I imagine just shows up in a hospital gown. I think I have a pair of hospital pants at home. I know you do. All right. All right. Good for pooping. Hospital socks, though, is where it's at. Also good for pooping. All right. Everybody ready? Yeah, I'm also ready. good for what? I'm ready. We're going to run out of time pretty soon, so we're going to do a quick draft. Yeah. Oh man, like, quick draft. Mock draft. Uh, Brian Flores. No, not mock draft. First quick draft. Okay. Gotta go quick. Quick mock mock draft. We're going till. I gave us till eleven oh five because we started late. Okay. We're gonna do a quick draft. Kendall pull up a random list organizer. Organizer. Oh, I got the first pick. The freaking oh. cursor. Ah, fuck my nose. You all right? I hit my nose on this thing. <laughs> all right, first overall in the draft of people who are named Kevin Nash. Ooh, I'll take Kevin Nealon. <laughs> Why the fuck am I last? Uh, Dude, I why am I last. the last person you thought of, Kendall? No, no, no. It's because why look, am I the last person you look, thought of? Look at the letters. Ready? I before H equals E. No, Kendall, shut the fuck up. You're a bad friend. Nope. Randomize. Would a bad friend put you forth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alright, so we're ready? What are we drafting? That's it? Yeah. yeah that's okay. one. We're going to go off like a, a, a quasi-offensive version of the NFL street. So you're going to get one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and two others. It could be whatever you want it to be. It could be defensive players. It could be whatever. Say that okay? again. Okay. One, you got to guaranteed have one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver. And then two others can be whatever you want it to be. Defensive players, offensive linemen, other offensive players, whatever. It doesn't matter. No coaches, nothing like that. But just those you have to things. write this down. I'm gonna draft Bill Belichick <laughs> offensive line. Everybody ready? Right, so you said quarterback, running back, wide receiver, bench, bench. Yeah, that's fine. But but whatever, whatever. Doesn't matter what it is. 
It's not bench bench because they're starting. I, but, I get what you're saying. Yeah. NFL yeah. Street, you said? No, no, no. Like it's just like from that concept. Uh, like they're you're gonna play like a pickup game of football. Okay. You know what I mean? All right, I'll Paul, you're on the clock. Do you want to know what you're drafting? I thought or do we you just... want to just pick somebody, and you guys can try to figure it out, and I can tell you now. I thought I thought you just said it. No, no I didn't give you the parameters. That's that, uh, that, oh. that's part of the parameters. Oh. Only Jacksonville Jaguars all time. Really? Yep. Oh fuck. Man. All right, Paul, go. All right, I'm gonna take Mark Bruno. What are we doing? Jacksonville Jaguars all time. Jacksonville Jaguars all time. I'm taking Mark Bruno. Okay. All right, I, I need to search Google. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't think of just one player off the top of your head, real quick. <laughs> no. All right. So, question: Do we get their peak performance regardless of when they play? You get them as a Jaguar. Okay. Oh, those are the cars. <laughs> So can this be like the Vikings where he gives up his pick? Yeah, if he doesn't pick in the next 30 seconds. All right, just just hang on, because we've never once done that. 20. We have, right now. This is the once. We never finished your Jager Monster. Boilermaker. All right, I'll take Jimmy Smith. Okay. Um, and you looked out big time there, Kendall. I knew that was going. Um, Can I do this to lose? Hmm? Can I do this to lose? I don't care. Okay. I'm going to take uh, Keenan McCardell here. Sorry, I was going to take him next. He's not available. <laughs> Massey? I'm going to go ahead and take Paul Pelesny. Nice. Dude. Thank God. Taking Fred Taylor. All right. And then Maurice Jones Drew. Fuck. <laughs> Darn. That's a, a pretty dick move to go back to back running back there. That's all I got, bro. Actually, I, I can feel you because I took the only quarterback we're taking. No, there's another one, but there isn't. <laughs> there isn't, Kyle. There is not. Um, which one of the Allens is on the Bears now? Tony uh, Allen Hearns. Allen Robinson. Robinson. Not Hearns. Hearns. You want Allen Hearns? Hearns Robinson. Well, Allen Robinson's not on the fucking Jaguars. Sit on the Bears. Oh, uh, I thought he said on the Jaguars. He just, he's taking him as, a, as his entire tenure as a Jaguar. Reed? Um, I will take Byron Leftwich. Uh, Mock? Um, all right. This list got pretty short on me here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck. Why the Jaguars? Because this. For this reason. <laughs> All right. Give me Fournette. Well. Okay. Guy was there for a cup of coffee. <laughs> it was a good cup, dick. It was a Vermont uh, decaf. It, it keeps auto-correcting to four eggs. That's fine. <laughs> Leonard four eggs. Riddler. Uh, I'm gonna. T- I got back to back, right? Yep. yep. I'm gonna take James Stewart. Okay. And I'm gonna take uh, on my other. I'm gonna take Calais Campbell. God damn. I got back to back here. <laughs> Gotta love no, those. You, you just have back. Man, I didn't scroll down as far as the list went. 
<laughs> well, you better hurry up because we still have two things we got oh, before w- we sign I off. want David Garrard. Cross. Oh, man. I'm taking Rasheen Mathis. Um. Listen, I had a couple of good years in ESPN 2K5 with David Garrard. No, you didn't. And it's really only because he's one of, like, the two mobile quarterbacks in that game. (laughs) And I can't play with Mike Vick. I'll take Bortles. Yep, quarterback's last on my list, Bob. (laughs) Yeah, enjoy Gardner Minshew. Nah, I'm not going to take him. I'm going to take a much worse guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take Max Lawrence. What? I'm in for it. Kyle, back-to-backs. <laughs> All right. I, I went for the Jaguars simply based off of quarterback and running back. I'm taking Tony Basoli. The tackle? Yep. <laughs> He's in the Hall of Fame now, baby. All right. All right. And then uh, wide receiver. Can I use Julius Thomas, doesn't that? Um, no. <laughs> you want Jaguars Julius Thomas? I'm Kyle's gonna... taking Blackman. The guy who played out of a contract? Taking Justin Blackman? No, fuck yeah. Him. He's taking, taking Steve Blackman. <laughs> yes, um, Steve Atwater. You know who Steve Blackman is? No. Look him up. Hopefully, we have some dry pants on for you. Look, <laughs> Kyle, just take Josh Lambeau and let's move on. Dude, who the fuck? I already have my bench spots. Um, yeah, put them as a quarterback. Trash receivers that played for them. Hmm. Put some trash receivers. Keenan Blackman. Cole. Uh, uh, you like D.D. Westbrook Marquise Lee or whatever Cecil Shorts the third Kyle Yes there you go Marvin Jones And it's Mercedes Lewis You could take Jaguars Tory Holt Oh D.D. Westbrook Kyle you love him I just said D.D. Westbrook You Uh, took him? No Give me one second Yeah you don't get that second Tyquan Underwood I never fucking do this Oh Dante Moncrief played there is Reggie Williams already taken? Nope. Reggie Williams. Jalen Ramsey. Hmm. I was going to take Who's him. better as a Jaguar than he was a Ram? Uh, Kendall? Yeah. They, they won playoff oh, games in spite of um, him. <laughs> Fred Taylor? The Super Bowl, specifically. <laughs> Fred Taylor's already been taken. He's been taken? Yeah. Kyle took Fred Taylor and Maurice Jones. Oh, did he? Uh, He's a I'll... fucking asshole. I'm going to take uh, Mercedes Lewis. Already taken. Really? No. He's a much better Packer. He's a Jaguar. Is it me now? Debatable. Yes. Hey, guys. So, uh, De- I got quarterback left. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'll, I'll take. Oh, that's. Hilarious. <laughs> Are you taking him? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Can I just give Massey the win now? I'll take Miles Jack. All right, my turn. I'm up. Yeah. Back to back. Back to back. Back to back. back. Right. Yep. I'm gonna take uh, DJ Shark. Do 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 do. <sighs> Fucking hate and that. And I have song. a bench spot left. I'm going to take Rasheen Mathis. I have him. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. You can have him, though. Oh. (laughs) Mark said I could have him. That's fine. I wasn't interested. 
I'm gonna take. Hmm. Need somebody else to play corner. Scoby. I don't want Scoby. Hmm. That was me for a loop. I didn't think that he was taking. Right, I'll take Rasheen Mathis. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, heard AJ Boyer is still available. That's true, he is, but I'm going to take Donovan Darius. Can I tell you? I would have gotten really mad if Paul <laughs> just took an AJ Boyer. Well, you just had the opportunity. It's my pick right now. And I was going to take You had the him. pick before Paul. I know. I wanted the other guy before him. And Paul didn't have him on his radar. And then Massey just throws his names out He was there. on my radar. Uh, come on, man. I just got a quarterback left. You don't got to worry about me. So does Massey, though. Oh, do you? AJ yeah. Boyer. No, you don't have one. You took quarterback. Who did you take? Portals. The oh, boat. Portals. Took the boat. Well, let me see if there's another quarterback better than this guy. There's not. There is. Whoever he's thinking about, <laughs> it is. I hope I he still takes him. I can't wait to laugh so hard at whoever he takes. I know who he's, he's taking. Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. Oh, is that who you're taking? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> he is now. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, you're up. Uh, so, do we, we need the running back, too? or just Kendall, don't you yes. fucking dare. You need a running back. Kendall? Uh, Kendall? Kendall? Did anyone take Rashad Jennings? Nope. Nope. nope, nope. You're going to have him. I'm interested. I like Rashad Jennings. Cool. Massey, do it. I am going to take for my running back. This spot, guy wins. Tobin Bo Gunner Gerhart. Toby Gerhart. Uh, Massey wins. Massey wins. I don't care. The rest <laughs> of this is irrelevant. All right, Kyle. Who's your quarterback? Uh, I'm just going to stick with the guy I was thinking of. Todd Bowman? You lose. <laughs> you lose. Good day, sir. You drafted two running backs early and then picked him? Uh, You trash whore. It was either that or like Cleo Lemon. Oh, nice. I could have had Nick Foles. You know, Cleo Lemon provided the Dolphins only one win in their 1-15 season. I'm going to let Kendall grade real quick. Does everybody remember the teams? Yep. All right. Mark, you tell Kendall your team first. All right. At quarterback, David Garrard. Right. Running back, Leonard Fournette. Wide receiver, Jimmy Smith. Uh, my two whatever positions. Miles Jack, A.J. Boye. Give right. me my A-. minus. <laughs> okay, very top-heavy. Uh, I like, Garrard was the guy to replace Leftwich. Uh, had had an okay go of it. Uh, your bench is kind of whatever for especially NFL Street. Uh, I think you did uh, service yourself a good B+. That's what you're going to do to me? Oh, yeah, because you requested an A-. minus. You put me at an 89.4, didn't you? 89.8. That's a, that's, that, that rounds up, up to an A-. minus. Oh, that's not how it works. Oh. <laughs> Kendall's one of those professors. <laughs> yeah, you got to earn that point, too, flat bitch. Grade, <laughs> flat grade, baby. Massey, what'd you get? Shut up, cheater All right, print. I had, Kendall, I had Blake Bortles, Alan Robinson, Toby Gerhardt, Paul Pelosny, and Jalen Ramsey. So, uh... Don't really you good, fucking do it. Really good out of the, the Ramsey and Pelosi. I hope you you're know. really excited about getting 89.9. Yeah. Um, you know, both guys who kind of made a lot of time uh, defensively. Uh, Quarterback-wise is an interesting choice. Kendall, I had the boat. Uh, Toby yeah. Gerhardt was a, what, wow, what a what a great guy he was. <laughs> and uh, I want to let you know, I clicked on his name. The number one search result is the rise yeah. and fall of Toby Gerhardt. Where is he now? Excellent. 91. He was the Christian McCaffrey of the 2000s. Kyle? All right, Kenny, you ready? Yep. That's so terrible. <laughs> That's awful. I, I have Todd Bowman. This is going to hurt you big. <laughs> That's what, I just want to let you know. I want to start throwing I have these Fred coasters. Taylor. Yep. The best jag of all time. Yep. Maybe. Uh, Reggie Williams. 
He was good. Yeah, uh, just, so, just so you know, Kyle, I just want you to know right now that you should be deducted points for saying that Fred Taylor is better than Jimmy Smith all the time. Uh, this guy that's in the Hall of Fame is Maurice Jones-Drew. He was good for a little while. Yeah. And, and then Hall of Famer, Tony Basoli. All right, so your your big help is your running backs are excellent. That's those are your one and two give running backs. Me, give me my C. The, the, the quarterback that guy, that is rough. Yeah. He's got an well, offensive, I had <laughs> got so offensive lineman <laughs> playing defensive end. <laughs> it is rough. However, you know, you, you did pretty well. I will also give you an 89. Give me a 91. I will give you all right, so here I gave Mock an 89.8. Eight. I have, have better an, running backs. You'll have an 89.81. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kendall. I had at quarterback Mark Brunel. Mm-hmm. Uh, at running back, I had James Stewart. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? James Stewart. Yeah, he. Uh, I was drowning. You thinking of Jimmy Stewart? No, I, I don't know who it is. You know who James Stewart is? All right. I was that's thinking about though. It's gonna hurt me, isn't it? It's gonna hurt me. No, oh, I'll, take, I'll take it for what it is. I have my uh, wide receiver. I had I, I I had DJ Shark. I waited on the receiver. So you have your reasons to not know who a guy is? No, no, you have to <laughs> my grading. And then my Nasty. my other guys were I had a uh, Calais Campbell like and chicken noodle soup. Calais Campbell and was Calais Campbell ever a sponsor for Campbell's soup? I don't uh, know. I Campbell's chunky soup. It's good to say real. Could be better if I picked Jay Fiedler. Maybe I think so. What about Trent Edwards? What else did I have? Yes. Okay. What about Luke McCarron? All those guys, but you picked Bowman. <laughs> oh, Chad Henning. What position was that? I didn't write it down. Is he so short towards the quarterback? Oh, and uh, Donovan Darius. Safety cornerback. All right. You fucked up, sir. So I picked, I picked wow. uh, quarterback, T-Buck. running back, receiver, and then I picked a defensive oh. end and a defensive back. Yeah. So here's a big help for, for Paul. Um, Brunel brought the Jaguars. Yeah, I'm the only good quarterback in the whole thing. Right. Brought him to AFC Championship in their first or second year, I believe. Uh, excuse me. Blake Bortles went to an AFC Championship game. Oh, did he? Wow. And, um, he had Super Bowl winning cornerback Jalen Ramsey on his team. David Garrard did not go to the AFC Championship. Todd Bowman did. He did not. Garrard <laughs> went twice. And ESPN 2K5. I. He went to the <laughs> your quarterback went to the special teams Pro Bowl. My um, quarterback was a Saint. Calais Campbell, uh, all premier defensive yeah, yeah. player. He was the guy also known for you know hitting the helmet against his head and getting all bloody. Was he? I believe it was Calais it was Campbell. Brian Cushing. It was not Brian. Cushing. No, no, he was the, he was the one for taking helmets to the head and getting. Yeah. He, well, I remember he like headbutted a guy. And yes. also, you know, I I take it back. Calais Campbell's a guy who gets slapped in the locker room That's by the trainer. Brian Christian got caught for steroids a lot. And good depth players, I will give Paul yeah. the <laughs> 92. All right. Massey, yeah. you're going to do Kendall's. And yeah. I will give you your winning roster right here. Byron Leftwich, Keenan McCardo, Rasheen Mathis, Mercedes Lewis, and Rashad Jennings. You get a four. Okay, that is not a fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to give Kendall an 88.0. Uh, Byron Leftwich is uh, a leader in passing categories. Keenan McCardell is also one of the receiving leaders oh, yeah, for the Jaguars. This is, this is what we all did. We uh, all Rashid did this. Mathis is perhaps the best secondary member. What's your beer review? Other than, than <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, Rashid Mathis had a lot of interceptions. Marcetti Lewis is a prob- perhaps the best tight end the Jaguars ever had. And Rashad Jennings was an okay running back. Julius Thompson is a better tight end for the Jaguars. Incorrect. <laughs> Kendall. Beer review? 
You get a 90. I will accept your 90. I win. You suck. <laughs> All right. Real quick. Real quick. I'd like, Come on, man. <laughs> well, you guys took forever to draft. If you just were ready, come on. You guys should know NFL players. It's you guys' suit. Real quick, I just want to do the, the, the task. I want to get it over with. The task was to present to me an item that oh, belongs to your significant other that I would find most desirable, like that I would want. Okay? I know Kyle and Mock both uh, brought, took pictures of the items. Kendall, it seems like you brought it. Yes, I did. All right. Massey? I'm, I'm collecting a picture right now. I forgot to take the picture. Okay. Are you texting Ashley? Yeah. All right. So, Kyle, you're going to go first? Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I saw, sent it to you. You sent it to me. Okay, Kyle sent it to me. Kyle sent me a picture of... This belongs to your spouse? Yeah. Kyle, this is awesome. Is this real? Yeah. That's fucking What incredible. is it? It's the fucking baby dinosaur from the dinosaur show. We shouldn't continue. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you guys lost. There's no I, shot. I think you'll like what I, I You guys just you. got fucking barreled over. I think you'll like uh, what... I was going to bring this and give this to you. Gonna, as a matter of fact. You are going to give it to me? Yeah, it was. I expect it next week then. Listen, that can happen. I mean, it's good, but it's not as good. <laughs> Kyle might like this more. Listen, I think that would look great. Is it power on? No, it's a, it's, no. A, it's a it's a painting of a. It looks it looks pretty substantial of like a a runner table with a teddy bear and like a heart and a flower vase, but it's also got two ducks on it. Oh, they're mallards. I mean, it, it is pretty. It's not, they're not mallards. They're not mallards. Learn your fucking ducks. <laughs> South Canadian ducks. It's not a duck. So far, Kyle's. It might be a oh, goose. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Kendall, what do you got? Kendall, what do you got? I brought the Undertaker pop. You may have already have it, but I thought it was cool, and it doesn't belong to me. How pissed was Rebecca when she, you told her that you needed to take that? She doesn't know. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I listen, I was going to bring underwear, but I remembered you're not me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you brought underwear? Oh, All really right, funny. so, I'm in the would boat you, with Kendall. Hold on, hold on. Would you let me sniff it? Yeah, why not? It's underwear. I'm in the <laughs> boat with Kendall because I almost brought a bra from Ashley. <laughs> I've already seen those. Yeah, I know. And underwear of hers. I would like some credit for actually bringing the item in. Listen, I, I this painting, it's like a 16 by 20. <laughs> yeah? Did you remember just today? Right, Nancy, what's your item? I got nothing yeah. good because Ashley doesn't own anything worthwhile that's not mine. The Everybody Loves Raymond complete set. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. All right. Kyle's the winner, hands down. Yeah, no contest. <laughs> Dude, the fact that you even thought of that. That was awesome. That was, that's great. I loved that show as a kid. That's like my Power Rangers. That show is sick. Kyle, good for you. <laughs> Kyle gets the point. Next week, the task is going to be... I'm, so this is how we're going to do it. Mock. You are going to grade it, but you have to do it an unbiased standpoint. You promise? Yes. Same task... Bring in something of your significant other's most desirable to mock. I'm going to bring in something of Samantha's most desirable to mock, taking mock's place. Mock's going to pick a winner unbiasedly for the winner to get the point. Okay? Who gets right. the point if you win? If I win, mock will get the point. Okay. <laughs> Paul wins. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> be unbiased. Of course. You guys can all dispute it. That's the best part. I already have one set for Kendall. That's what made this whole task possible. Because I found something. Samantha had something when we cleaned out the cosmetic section of a closet. I found it and I was like, why does Kendall not own this? <laughs> Can I know what it is? Is it a beer it? in a Clorox bottle? No, it's way better. <laughs> way better. <laughs> Quick beer reviews, Kendall. You had three of... You drank... You gave him a high life? I wasn't going to finish Crap. That. He had like one <laughs> sip of it. Jeez, um, I think you're jerking him off. <laughs> yeah, jerk oh, frap. Oh, frap, frap, frap. It's called frap, jerk frap. frap. You never had a jerk frap? <laughs> 
Jerk fraps are the best. I made myself laugh real. It's when it's when you do like a cock 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 cock. Turn the hand prep. Oh, Massey. You're not Massey. Hold on. <laughs> I had the cranky from uh, Stony Creek, six point eight percent ABV. Uh, these were not super super fresh, uh, yeah. but not <laughs> sure, but not super super old either. Yeah. Um, but they're super super not bought by you. Correct. If we can put that in summary. Um, so a lot of the notes of like the, the haziness and citrus it was kind of faded, uh, but as today, far as I, as far as IPAs go, today junior, if you were to pour this in a glass via the can here, it's very drinkable uh, and an enjoyable beer. So I also had the cranky, and it tasted. Please give us a better review. It tasted like a beer someone gets when they leave a job. That's, that's what it tasted like. And like hey, we're getting rid of this. Look. I'm not one for disparaging future problems and future sponsors. Fuck Stony Creek. <laughs> if we ever get sponsored, I won't be there because I can't. I can't show up after these. But it was terrible. I can't. Kyle, I started off with the hazy bear hug. Liked it a lot. Pretty good, right? Yeah, way better than the fucking so other thing I had. They posted these on the on the uh, Goose Island thing, and I was hoping they'd come to Connecticut. But the way they posted, it just kind of looked like normal 16-ounce cans. I didn't realize they are going to be like single... I'm so pissed. Single 19-ounce cans. I saw these on Goose Island. I was like, ugh, not even going to bother worrying about these. They're never going to come here. And I see these fucking people show up with the cans. And but you took the crankies. Good move. So it's funny. as They actually, at the place we went to, they had the other one, which was the Tropical Beer Hug, which I was also going to get. But I was trying to figure out how I could do most beer drinking without getting most fucked up. The Tropical Beer Hugger was an Imperial IPA, which was 9.9%. So I was like, get one of those. It's game over. Yeah. Kyle, how was your purple beer? Forever. Oh, I won't get it again. What was it? You, you, you got to tell us it what was it was. Cosmic Paradise. From Sloop? Sloop Brewing. That's what, I thought he would like that one because he's a big Sloop guy. What are you looking for? I was going to ask Mike to take a picture of the cans. We yeah. stopped doing that. I wanted to start doing that again. Telling me that now. Massive yeah. highlights. Uh, I had some of the Champagne's of beer. Very good. First beer I've had in a while. Happy to be back on the show and having some beer. Yeah. Alright, um, I'm last. First beer I had was the Fear Movie Lions for the uh, the start of the 50 beers across the United States edition. So the uh, Fear Movie Lions, uh, Hazy Double IPA from Stone Brewing. Hold on, Mark. You gotta, you gotta add this one into the mix. Right. Quick, 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 quick. Uh, from Stone Brewing out of San Diego, California. It, wa- it was extremely hazy. Kyle, I think you would like that beer a lot. If we find ourselves at that same package store, I think it's worth for you to get a can. Um, I think you would like that one a lot. The, the haziness was there. Uh, it wasn't overly juicy, but you do like the haze as well. Very mosaic, very citra. I think I'm more hazy guy than juicy. All right. Um, the concept was really nice. Uh, I liked it a lot. Definitely didn't drink like an 8.5% IPA, um, but it, it was very solid. I liked it a whole lot. Um, I went in between to ooh, excuse me, keep the uh, the beer going good. I drank a Bush. Oh my! <laughs> uh, Bush Tallboy 16 ounce to keep the keep the pace in between uh, because that the first one was an 8.5 percenter. Wanted to get the next one, which I also had the hazy beer hug. Kyle, I agree with you. I think this was a solid IPA. Really good hazy IPA. Uh, not too bad. Not too strong. No, not too strong. 6.8% alcohol by volume from Chicago Illini. Um, this this was a really good... Uh, it's described as a bright, sunshiny haze. 
This this is like a beer that I could totally see putting in the uh, the cup holder on the uh, the disc golf course. Very very good. Uh, nice nice uh, like tropical flavors, but like I don't know how to describe it. Like sunshine flavors, but not tropical. Sunshine, like not coconut and mango, but like those nice sunshiny citrusy flavors. I'm so mad. I I've, I saw that. I wanted it so bad. Just assumed that yeah. it wasn't coming. As bad as you wanted to go disc golfing with us. All right. Don't like that. <laughs> hey, so how long until you think they make a super duper quadruple citron? It's in the works already. No, nah, I don't Kyle's think they basement. will. I don't think they will. Because quadruple IPAs are like, they're like a very... Uh, niche. Not niche, but they're just like a very specified thing where it's like, like they're either going to come out great or bad. And they so, have to be more likely if it was a Belgian citra. style beer. Yeah. So, uh, but they might come out with this a super duper Lil Citra. Come out with a session version of it. That'd be pretty cool. That would probably be the next step they would take. Uh, shameless pl- Going up. Oh, you're fucked. What? We, we gotta go, guys. Alright, time to go. <laughs> well, shameless plug real quick. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., one of my favorite new follows on Twitter. He's fucking hysterical. I love him. O'Shea Hennessy? Why is that a shameless <laughs> plug? Because he didn't feel bad about it. But a shameless plug is like, hey, you know, we do this podcast. You plug somebody else's thing. <laughs> but he didn't feel bad about it. The shameless part is either pornographic or not feeling bad about it. No, but like, he if, if you hear shameless plug, it's usually like, oh, I'm on your thing, but I'm going to promote my thing real quick. You just promote somebody else's thing. Real maybe, quick. maybe he operates his Twitter. I just want to say Tom Hanks, great actor. Would you put a pass <laughs> master to operate his Twitter? No. no. Not as bad as follow me on Twitch at, at CJ1092. Make sure to follow all the great stuff happening at the PPRN Radio Network. Those things include... Peter Pinto Show, Wednesdays at 7.30. Corey Aramo, Sundays at 2. Friday at late. Fridays at 5. Getting supposed to drunk, Mondays at 8. That's us. The Great Area, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Hell F and Yeah, Mondays at 4. Hell F and Yeah Live, Mondays at 6. It's the Boo Show, 7 o'clock. Every... Other Saturday is mixtape Saturday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Six p.m. Yeah, Stay tuned. This weekend, Sunday, 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 Sunday is the lineup. Great, listen to it. It's awesome. Make sure to tune in to all the great stuff happening in the PPRN Radio Network, especially the Getting Sports with Drunk content. You can find all that stuff live on the Monday podcast recording, as well as our social media, which are Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk, Twitter and Instagram at GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's enjoying 50 beers from 50 states or wearing a gay-ass silver ring like Kendall does. hey white <laughs> gold, white gold. Like, comment, It's not subscribe. white gold. <laughs> it's white gold. It's what they bought. That's the turtle shell of gold. Yeah. No, it's not. It's the cheapest of gold. Yeah, <laughs> the cheetah print of gold. This is tortoise shell. Like, you fucked it up because I said tortoise shell and you said no. Tortoiseshell. Like, subscribe, and comment on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Wherever you find internet and radio podcasts, you can find us. Wherever you find disc golf, you can find most of us, not Kendall, though. Also, that ring's aluminum. <laughs> Titanium. <laughs> but until next time. Yep. Closing remarks? No. Bye. Kendall? I, I gotta, gotta go. go. Kyle? Early? I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm mass. <laughs> and until then, I'm your host, Scott Fridler. washable. No. I have to go disc golf with my friend's souls. <laughs> the massacre's massive. The Red of a Red Baron. Who will filibuster as long as I want because I control the controls here. And I will talk as long as I want. I will go disc golfing when I can. And uh, this is White Gold. It's Tortoise Shell. And this is how the show ends. I'll go disc golfing when my wife Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.